7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, uh, Jesus Christ, what a week. Um, uh, and of course, joining me as always on the program, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Hello there, sir. Hi. What a week. I'm telling you, man, what a fucking mm. world we're in right now. And, mm. uh, rain from for freedom blog, Washington, DC, uh, the beltway bureau, the bubble. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. So I'm really happy to know that the person who pretends to be the leader of this country, says that um, white nationalism is a it's a terrible thing, but it's a very, very small group yeah, of people. I, I got very, some of very, that audio. I got some of that audio. Yeah. We'll 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 go over I am I here's the thing. I woke up this morning, I, I got to sleep in. I don't often get to sleep in until like, you know, around eight thirty nine. I came into our chat and I saw the link that, that Joe posted and I literally told Joe, I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Good move. This, my heart, my heart, my soul, my, whatever you call it, my aura, it, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain today. Oh, I'm, I'm furious. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm furious. I'm just furious. Um, I, I, you know, my heart breaks for any innocent life that is taken by any form of terrorist, but it seems right. like the only kind of terrorist now is a right-wing terrorist. Well, and it, it's yeah. all, it's all, they, they've always been, I mean, you know, tell me, tell me that, uh, Muslim extremists are liberal. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, sure they are. They're the, they're the libtards of, of Islam, you know, I mean, you know, the I, the the last the last uh, two things I can think of where a liberal got violent three things three things was the asshole who identified as a Bernie supporter who shot Steve Scalise. Thank God Steve Scalise lived. I would not lived. even consider him a liberal. To be very honest with you, I wouldn't but either. But uh, um, if he if he said that he was a big Bernie fan, whatever, he's a Bernie fan. Bernie's not okay. conservative. Um, then there was, there was a guy who, uh, went into, uh, one of those fucking Christian packs down in DC and shot at a security guard or something like that. But I don't think he killed him. I don't, it was like focus on the family or something like that. Um, Oh, that was not in DC. I know what you're talking about. Oh, that was actually the, in Silver Spring. 
Oh, Mar- well, Silver Spring, Maryland. Yeah. Well, there was another one in Silver Spring where there was a the, the, that was the next one is I can't remember what news outlet or, or cable outlet it was, but there was some some guy, some ecological eco warrior decided to take o- try and take over like CNN or, or one of their offices down there. I can't remember what it was. I don't even so, remember that. But yeah, I'm, but he didn't kill anybody. He didn't kill anybody. But that's that's the extent of it. That is literally the extent. And it's wrong. And I'm ashamed that anybody would even think to identify with our side of the aisle. But the numbers, Joe. The numbers uh, uh, of of murderer murderers and uh, in, in the amounts of lives they claim on our side is infinitesimal compared to to right-wing terrorists well it's always possible to find in all walks of life terrible people and terrible ideologies so it's easy to say oh well both sides do it well technically yeah Because if I find one person on one side and 3,000 of them on the other, it's both sides. (laughs) But there's a disproportion there, isn't there? Thank you, Joe. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not in the camp of both sides do it. I'm definitely not in the camp of both sides do it. But I I see what you're saying. No, it's not not even a matter of both sides do it. You know, in a technical sense, if one, like I said, if one person on the left does something terrible... And then 3,000 people on the right do something terrible. They, well, yeah, but look at that one there over there. Yeah. That justifies these 3,000. No, that tells me that, that the majority of the people on that side, okay, adhere to a, an ideology that is murderous and destructive. And they can't be trusted. Okay? And they are the norm. If there's mm-hmm. 3,000 of you on that side, they're the norm on that side. If there's one on my side, then that's the aberration. Not the norm. Yeah. So we could generalize both sides as saying, well, one side is generally moral, and the other side is generally immoral. Yeah. Well, um, we definitely know. Far too often, here's the thing, far too often, especially lately, past couple of years, these shootings are done by people who hate Muslims and want to promote white supremacy. Can I? Um, Period. Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to say, um, you know, for all you uh, Trump cultists out there, for well, or just I, I want to. I I know none. Nobody here. Nobody here did what I did today, and I don't blame you at all because I went to Breitbart to read the comments. No, I'm not I even gonna play. I'm not even gonna play the hive of scum and villainy thing because this <laughs> isn't funny at all. Um, I'm gonna read you the screenshots I took from. From there, all right. This is somebody named Lane Johnson. Uh, Two hundred and nine upvotes. On a good day, I get ten upvotes at Mediaite. Two hundred and nine upvotes from Breitbart. Headline: New Zealander had enough with government forcing savages in New Zealand. That's number one. Here's number two. Um, I couldn't see what the other person had typed because uh, their comment had been deleted because Breitbart 
was deleting comments that were hateful, but they couldn't keep up with them because there were so many. This one got 52 upvotes. And it said, you beat me to it. The mosque was built there for the same reason there was one built at Ground Zero. Another lie. What? And in little town chapels across America and all over former Catholic areas in Mexico and up against (gasps) cathedrals in Europe. It's a pod people invasion, and it's working as planned. There is no such thing as radical Islam. There is only Islam and its horrors. That's a bright oh my God. 55 upvotes on that over Breitbart, folks. Here's a, here's another one. Here's a, here's a little thread. I actually got so many hateful ones and it was like it was like I stuck my hand in the, you know, jelly bean jar and just came out with a big f- handful of hate. Uh, a guy named Silent Pilot put um, oh yeah, listen to this. Okay, do you, do you guys remember the the mosque, the right winger who shot up the mosque? We were just talking about this the other day, in October, the the Pittsburgh mosque that was shot up by the right winger. Do you it guys remember? Mosque. It was. It was. A I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. The atheist talking about places of worship. Um, no, it's, but, it's fine. It's but yeah, fine. the it's the hard synagogue. To keep track of all of it. The yeah, synagogue. the synagogue. Yes. The synagogue. Um, the synagogue butcher. All right. Where did he go to talk about his hatred for Jews? Do you remember? Uh, uh, Mr. Qatar, was it Gab? It was Gab. So here we go. Um, he put, I have just dissented this article using Gab dissenter. And, and uh, I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm assuming he started a thread over on Gab to discuss. And uh. he, and he said, uh, comment on any website with it and provided a link to dissenter.com. And then, he put, I'm hearing on Gab that people are having dis- difficulty posting on this forum. So he's ha- basically telling people to download a hack so they can post on Breitbart's thread. He got 55 upvotes for that. Uh, 54 upvotes for the Gab one. Uh, and then a num- person, 640978. Followers of the pervert Muhammad, what comes around goes around. 99 upvotes. 99 oh upvotes on Breitbart. Um, and then uh, and somebody, some decent person put, which followers are those? And then somebody responded, uh, Felicia Scott responded, Islamics. Uh, I got one more. Um, let me oh pull this into, pull this over into the picture viewer. SMP70 said, with 28 upvotes, 27 Muslims down... 2,973 until I consider the score even. And I couldn't even keep... I, I couldn't even... I, 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 I did got those four. Those, those four screenshots. And I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm not even going to fucking give them another click. Um, but yeah. So, and there's a reason I wanted to read those to you. I mean, the, re- the reason has changed since I initially wanted to read them to you. But um, we're going to listen to uh, something. Uh, I, this is out of order, this audio I'm going to play you. But the, but I, I want to play you the thing that Rain referenced. Um, this is a very short clip. Trump was asked about this terrorist in New Zealand who uh, said that, uh, what was the, uh, the phrase? He said, 
Uh, Trump was a, a new symbol for white pride or nationalism or something like that. I don't remember what what it was. I, oh, I, oh, I can I can go back his, and find it. Hold his on. Wor- his full words don't need to be repeated, I suppose, but. He said in his manifesto... A symbol of renewed white identity. A symbol of a new white identity. Oh, listen to that libtard speak. So, <laughs> you know... Um, and, and, and that's the thing. So many... Uh, I, 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 I made a comment on a, a message board earlier today, and I said... I am, you know, I said the the Trump cult doesn't know what to do with itself today. It's either they they they're giddy about dead Muslims, or they're finding a way to blame liberals for their conservative white nationalist Islamophobic anti-immigration guy. Well, he said something about the he said something about eco- uh, the environment in there too. So he's a Greenpeace guy or something. You know, I mean, you know, oh, come on, man. It's like uh, okay. Uh, um, he said a lot of crazy things in there, but he also commented on white genocide and there are all kinds of white nationalists who talk about white genocide and everybody's like, he's a crazy, he's a crazy. If you talk about nationalism or white nationalism, or you, you talk shit about multiculturalism, um, you're just as crazy as him. If you, if you say multiculturalism is bad in our country or in the West or whatever, if you say that, you are just as crazy as him because he's saying the same things you are. He was at least honest enough to come right out and, and you know, string all this shit together. Whereas Tucker Carlson, you know, hides behind this little veneer of no, oh, I just have a little worried face, and this is just trying to save America. No, no, it's yeah. all the same shit under the same shit umbrella. You know. Well, the the person who did the shooting in New Zealand, I don't know if he listens to Tucker Carlson, but Tucker Carlson speaks to people like that dude in New Zealand. Yeah. People on Breitbart, the people I just read the comments of, they lo- they yeah. worship Tucker Carlson. They're like he's the only the people over on on Stormfront are actively saying, "Oh my God, Tucker Carlson is saying what we want him to say, and he's saying it in a smart way." Because dumb people that watch Fox News don't realize it's total code for white nationalism and Nazism. Yeah, that's true. They're so happy about that. And that's, but that's but let's true. get to this I audio clip. My father. <laughs> yeah, let's get to this audio clip. It's twenty three seconds long. And I, uh, but this is I have more remarks that Trump made on this. But this directly correlates to the the reason why. Well, this is the reason why I wanted to read those clips. Now again, my reason has changed since I originally got them. But those those things. That is Trump's fan club on Breitbart. There are thousands of comments like that. On just on Breitbart alone, that's as deep into the ugly web as I will go. Is Breitbart? I will not do Gateway Pundit. I will not do Stormfront. I will not do WorldNet Daily. Breitbart is as far as I dip my toes in because, at least, at the very least, they fired Milo. I mean, I'm not saying that they're better because of that. I'm just saying at least I don't have to see that fucker's name when I go to their website. But everything else I see over there is fucking horrible. 
but and, and as you heard, they're they're. There's a guy recruiting people to more racist sites over there. The Gab place, where the the synagogue killer went. And again, none of those guys were blaming this on a liberal. They were saying this guy was their fucking hero. It's like, oh no, he's a liberal or he's our hero. That was what that was the the the. You could not find a common thread with for reactions to this from the Trump cult today. They were all over. You know, those two things and everything in between. You know, jokes about it, glee about it, not even care. I, I mean, my God, what did what do Muslims in New Zealand have anything to do with the fucking World Trade Center? That's like saying, you know, um, I don't know, uh, 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 you know, Catholic p- priest from the United States uh, molested a child, so let's go down to South America and gun down a bunch of Catholic school children. Right? I I can answer that. Okay. Brown people, brown yeah. people bombed the World Trade Center. Yeah, that's it. And brown people were killed in New Zealand. And again, it comes right back to global white supremacy, which terrifies terrifies me. Yeah. But I mean that that that's a direct correlation, you know. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sorry, not a direct correlation, but that's that's I think that's a fairly decent analogy, you know. That okay, a Catholic, you know, or, or, or let's just say, you know, um, it is a fair analogy. The Christian, you know, there there was a there was a, a border patrol guy in Texas, a right wing asshole uh, Christian border patrol guy slaughtered his entire family and turned the gun on himself. This was a story I covered about five years ago, six years ago, maybe that's like, okay. So for retribution, we're going to go to Austin and we're going to gun down uh, a church in Austin. That's, I mean, it literally, you know, it's not even sins of the father. It, it, it makes so little sense. So, so this is what Trump said. So this isn't this isn't a big deal. No bigs. You see today the white nationalism as a rising threat around the world. I don't really. I think it's a uh, small group of people that have very very serious problems. I guess if you look at what happened in New Zealand, perhaps that's a case. I don't know enough about it yet. They're Bullshit. just learning about the person and the people involved. Uh, but it's a, certainly a terrible thing. Terrible thing. I know. So you're telling me I know more than than the quote unquote president of the United States about this guy's motivations than he does. That is utter horseshit. He, well, I, here's something really sad to me. I I think that Trump is not unhappy that a bunch of people were killed in a mosque in no. New Zealand. He said no no words. He said warmest regards again or something like that. Joe, do you remember what he tweeted out? He said, um, said something, something along with my best wishes. Yeah, it was like warmest regards or warmest condolences or something. What? Yeah. He, you there, I Joe? Don't think, I hate saying this about the fact that he is president of the united states i That's don't why i think said quote unquote. unhappy about what happened no. i think personally that he really thinks that this is more reason to push his muslim ban 
Oh, probably. I mean, did did you? But at Joe, are you there? Did we Joe. lose Joe? Uh, Joe. No, he's there. I think Sharky probably. No, I'm you, I'm here. I'm here. I here I go sitting on this goddamn mute button. You know these. Hi, Joe. <laughs> well, Joe, oh. give us your give us your two bits on on what we're talking about there, Joe. Uh, all I heard was I, ha you know, I ha I've been ignoring. Uh, every time I saw Trump today, I turned off the TV so I didn't hear or see anything he said. But just before the show, I saw, I heard Mike Pompeo's uh, thoughts and prayers. I'm so fucking sick of that phrase, thoughts and prayers. How about you guys cause these things? Yeah. Take responsibility for what you're fomenting across the world. You and Putin mm -hmm. and Assad and all the strongmen and, 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 and Kim Jong-un, you know, you're all in a league together. Yeah. Well, you're all in a league. You're together. not this wrong. Is an authoritarian movement worldwide. But what do we do? Can I ask you something seriously, Joe? What do we do about the fact that in, in this particular case, this was a, a, a white supremacist. This was somebody who he in his in his. I don't even know what the hell you call it. His little Twitter he, manifesto. He posted his Facebook, manifesto. Thank you. Whatever. He mm -hmm. said that he wants white people to be supreme again. Mm -hmm. I get, and I don't. I totally don't disagree with you about Trump wanting to be in line with all the strong men. But what do we do mm -hmm. about the rise of white, the white supremacist movement? That. <clears throat> That is the rise of the white supremacist movement. Authoritarianism but is King exactly. Jong Un isn't white. No, 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 no. It's a it's a racial purity nationalist type of authoritarianism. It's a tribalism that is a worldwide phenomenon. It doesn't have to be white, but it's a nationalist phenomenon. Strong men, national identity, racial identity. And it doesn't have to be white. Mm -hmm. In in most of Western Europe and the United States, it's white supremacy. Oh, by okay. the way, and, I got to in Russia. Uh, it's, yeah, go ahead. I got to say, Dad, uh, Kenny Pick Senior picked a hell of a night to come back to the show. You can you can leave, Dad, if you want. <laughs> this is all awful. Hi, Dad. Welcome back. <laughs> I don't want to stress you out. Um, no, no, yeah, no, no. Dad's doing great. He sounds awesome. He's doing physical therapy and stuff. Uh, I talked to him last night. Um, so, uh, but anyway. Uh, go ahead and continue, Joe. Uh, but I, I do have another clip of Trump I really want to yeah, try and get I, to before I, Yeah, the I don't want to ramble on. I, um, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know my, my love of Sarah Kunzior, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a, a link in the chat uh, that everybody should read. If you want to know where we are globally, if you want to know that this isn't something that's just happening here in the United mm -hmm. States or New Zealand it's happening globally, and it's been happening for hundreds of years. Read this article. It'll scare the shit out of you, but at least you'll know where the fuck we are right now. Yeah. That's all I have well, to say. All right. Very good. Well, I'm going to play this. Uh, actually, I'm going to hold the Trump one for after the break because I think we're going to have a lot more commentary on it than we have time for. Um, but I, this is hard to listen to, but it is important to hear what journalism is. And I can't. He makes me want to start wearing a hat so I can take it off to him. 
Because Shepard Smith is doing the some of the only real journalism on Fox News. Hmm. And I got to wonder what the numbers are like when from from regular viewers of Fox when he's on because I uh, the you know Shepard Smith reported the truth this guy is in a, a, a you know I'll, well I'll tell I'll, I'll play it and it's hard to listen to I and I'm sorry about this but it is hard to listen to but he details the the first part of this this slaughter doesn't mention his name or anything like that but this is what journalism sounds like 49 people went to pray and as they did, they were slaughtered by a gunman filled with hate for Muslims. The killer live-streamed video of his massacre so that the world could see it. He stormed a mosque in the coastal city of Christchurch, New Zealand, just as Friday prayers began, moving room to room, firing into groups of worshipers as they huddled together in corners with no way to escape. One survivor says he played dead, helpless, praying that the gunman would run out of bullets. In a 74-page missive he posted online, the gunman raged against immigrants and Muslims, calling them invaders. He also said he wants revenge for terror attacks in Europe. He said he picked New Zealand to show that no place in the world is safe. We will not show the shooter's name or face. We will not show his video. But an editor here watched it and provided the following information. The gunman seems upbeat almost casual as he sits in his car before the massacre. There are guns in the passenger seat visible on the video and one tucked beside his leg. The rifles covered in white supremacist symbols and messages painted in white. As he drives, the car stereo starts playing a nationalist Serbian song praising a war criminal who committed genocide against Muslims in the 1990s. Our editor who could hear the GPS, a British woman's voice, giving the killer directions to the mosque. For a moment, he pulls off the road, turns to the camera, faces it, and says, hello, lads. When he arrives at the mosque, he pulls into a side alley, remarking how quick the drive was. He gets out, opens the trunk, grabs another gun, and walks into the mosque's front courtyard. Two men are standing in the entryway, their backs to the gunman. He opens fire. The two men drop and the killer moves inside. One of those victims is desperately trying to crawl away, leaving a trail of blood on a green carpet. The gunman walks up and fires point blank. And that was just the beginning. Yeah. And it is, it is you know, and unfortunately, I think it's just the beginning to a new wave of butchers coming out because they were animated today on the internet. They were really excited about this over at Breitbart and uh, presumably at Gab. And you can only imagine what they were saying over on Stormfront or World Net Daily. Or, or probably uh, Tucker Carlson founded website, The Daily Caller. I'm sure they were all giddy with enthusiasm and excitement that some Muslims that never did a thing to harm a hair on anybody's head a world away were gone down simply because they didn't believe this in the same God the same way that they do. I, I don't. Oh my God! I'm. You'll have to pardon me because I'm finally crying. 
Well, it is break time, so we can give you some time to recoup. So I'm sorry, Ray. I don't. I don't think it's about the same God. I think it's about literal genetics, where they I, really feel like their skin is more important than any God. That's the thing. I, I I I agree with you wholeheartedly. When I say the same God, it's it's you know, they don't even consider it. It's like I'm saying that for them if they realized because decent good Christians realize that the Abrahamic God is the same God for Jews, for Christians, for Muslims. Allah doesn't mean a different God. You know? I mean that's that's all I'm saying. So, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, I so just, my uh, heart is heavy this Friday. Yeah, I, I can understand. I can understand. I'm, I'm, I'm so angry, so angry. It's, it's, uh, you know, yeah. So Sorry. no, that's okay. Don't apologize. Let's go ahead and, um, uh, go to the break, um, and listen to a nice song for Bobber, um, Sorry, Bob, to plop your song right in the middle of all this. Uh, but Bobber will be with us in, uh, shortly. But when we come back, we've got some other stuff, uh, some unbelievably callous uh, dog whistles. Not even dog whistles, bullhorns once again from Trump. Um, and nearly, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about it before we go to the break. But you'll hear. Stick around, folks. And thanks again for joining us here, Dad. Uh, welcome back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I'm worse, it's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And, of course, joining me as always, Mr. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I'm back. And Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble. Welcome back. I'm back, too. I'm back, too. I'm sorry about crying earlier. This could happen again tonight. Yeah. No, it's it's okay. I want to read something. Uh, I, I made a couple um, um, posts uh, during my lunch today on discuss, making observations about what I was reading. And I put, um, I put so far on this thread, Trump cultists have, and this is regarding the New Zealand uh, terror attack. So far on this thread, Trump cultists have expressed glee at the slaughter of innocent people, blamed liberals for this Trump-loving butcher, called it a false flag, gone on Islamophobic, homophobic, and racist screeds, bragged about attacking other Muslims, called for more violence against Muslims, Threatened violence against liberals because we're coming for their guns. Uh, excuse the butcher for killing Muslims and praise the butcher for killing Muslims. And that's just the tip of the Trump cult turdberg. Um, and, and and then then I went to Breitbart. Yeah, I got twelve upvotes on that. So so I did. Yeah, I didn't get the two hundred for saying you know kill more of them. But yeah, uh, um, so I mean, the 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 things, you know, again, they're they're 
they don't know which way to turn when something like this happens. It, you know, it's like the the they there there's glee in their hearts because they hate people who are, you know, non-fake Christians like them. You know, because they claim that they're the only Christians in the world. You know that, right? The the the, the Trump cult and teabaggers and you know evangelicals they truly think that they're the only godly people and they have this deep abiding connection to to jesus and you know they talk to him and they understand so if you're liberal you can't be a christian you can't be it's just impossible i'll tell you what i know more liberal christians than i know conservative christians you know christianity the new testament is about as liberal as you can get yeah i mean it it it, to a certain point it the the um american americanized version of new testament beliefs is does have a, a lot of very peace a lot of it's very heavy peace love kind of kumbaya stuff you know he's got the whole whole world in his hands kind of stuff you know those are the songs i used to sing in church or this is the day that the lord hath made you know um you know stuff like that it's like be happy with the world we live in be happy with the life you have be happy with our bounty not oh that person's different we need to destroy them you know that was non-existent when i was a kid and i was in church uh you know i mean my family, we personally did not go to church a lot, but my best friend growing up, his dad was a pastor, and there was never anything like that in this church. It was a rural Ohio church. There was never anything like this. Never xenophobia, yeah. never homophobia, never misogyny. You know, I mean, there was patriarchal stuff, for sure, but it wasn't, you know... It was it was more you know fix me turkey pot pie versus you know <laughs> well, women need to be subjugated and crushed under the heel and you know I, I mean you know or married off or or you have no worth outside of the kitchen it was never like that you know I mean yeah I mean you wouldn't catch you know my, again my friend's dad who was a pastor you wouldn't catch him dead cooking in the kitchen but you know <laughs> but you know. Yes. I, when Bob comes on, if you want to talk to him about that, his his best friend's father was a pastor too. Yeah, and he was they, he was a bad kid. He's the reason I listen to metal. <laughs> you know, I as a side note, I I do want to say this, and we don't have to. I don't want to make this the subject of the show. I don't think, and I know that I do this sometimes. Like I just said, the New Testament I find to be pretty liberal. I don't think that we should even be forced as liberals to use the Bible as a way to say we are liberal people. No. I mean, Ken, you're an atheist. Yeah. And um, I don't know I don't know what I am. I, I don't know if I'm an atheist, I don't know if I'm agnostic, I don't know if I mean I was raised Christian. Um, but I I feel I feel like I did something that I don't I wanna stop doing. And God bless John Fugelsang, because he is a Christian. Mm-hmm. So he he does have um, people like John Fugelsang. They do have they they've got they've got some skin in that game by you know talking about Christianity and liberalism. Mm-hmm. But I sort of feel like you shouldn't have to be a Christian to be a liberal. Look at G- uh, Dean Obadala, for example. 
I don't, I, I, I sort of feel like, and I, I hope this makes sense, but I, I feel like we should be able to, and most of us do, but we should be able to stand up on our liberal beliefs for mm-hmm. what they are without having to use any kind of religion. Yeah. Because this, this motherfucker over there in New Zealand, just like so many of the domestic terrorists that we have here in this country, they use religion either their love of their religion or their hatred of another people's religion mm-hmm. as a reason to kill. Well, he claimed, I think he, in his manifesto, he claimed to be uh, non-religious, which I, I, you know, which is, um, to me, if, if you are a non-religious person and you have hatred for religious people then you're a really bad non-religious person if you have that much hatred i mean i have hatred i I have hatred for the mind warping that goes on with certain you know religions and and you know the the you know trying to circumvent laws you know the ones that tucker carlson's okay with marrying children off to be perpetually raped but they're cared for um you know uh, uh, or, or you know, whatever, whatever ways they can uh, uh, circumvent the law, where they can do political speech in their churches and still have tax exempt status. You know, uh, that that kind of thing infuriates me. It absolutely infuriates me. But I don't want to see any swath of people killed because of their religious beliefs. Um, you know, and what and what's hysterical to me too, and I, I want to. Uh, I'm going to go off on slight tangent here not long but i've said it before on the show and a lot of times uh, i'll i'll run into somebody uh you know like a while back there was that that hail satan uh video uh, on netflix is coming out soon a documentary about the satanic church uh, erecting the statue of baphomet next to the ten commandments whatever state that was in i don't remember uh wyoming or something like that um and uh there was a all these comments and it's like, why are they picking on Christians? Why don't they, why don't they pick on Muslims? He wants Sharia law. And to my, my response to everybody is, you know what? We would pick on, you know, and they, they said Muslims and Jews in the same breath. Why don't they pick on Muslims and Jews? And I, I, I said, I, I responded on a YouTube comment. I said, we would, and I put in quotes, pick on them if they were the ones who were trying to force their religious views into our laws. We would pick on them. You're always crying about Sharia law. That's exactly what we're saying about you. Sharia law has no foothold in this country. Well. But damn straight... I'll fight that too, as much as I fight, you know, uh, the Christian version of Sharia law. You know, the people who want to use the commons to say, you know, okay, I'm going to build my business, use all the same roads and bridges and, you know, electric grid and water and all this. You know, I want to benefit from these, you know, these, you know, the socialist aspects of our society to start a business. And I'm, I, but, and now I have every right to discriminate against whoever I want. No. You see, that's brilliant. And you're right about that, because I guess this is going back to what I was kind of talking about, where that's taking religion out of it completely. And I don't Mm -hmm. mind talking about religion. I don't. But here in America, we do have something called the commons. The commons. 
the thing that we all have in common, the thing that we all share, the things that we all pay to... Um, We're infrastructure sure socialists. We're infrastructure socialists in this country. Yes. Yes. But when you use capitalism to discriminate other people, that's a problem. And that has nothing to do with religion. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I mean... You know, where where does you want to talk about a slippery slope? Where does this end? Where does it end? You know, do we go back to segregated lunch counters, Joe? Could, what if there's a faction of uh, the Mormon church who still adheres to, and I'm sure there are, there is, what if there's a, fa- you know, a faction of the Mormon church and they open a business and they say, will not serve those with the mark of Cain, which means brown skin. So... We we can go with that, right, Joe? Uh, no. <laughs> well, that's what um, that's what this kind of these rulings, you know, with Hobby Lobby and the in the sure, quote unquote sure. gay cakes. That's where all this is headed. I have a religious objection to serve somebody. It says in my book they have the mark of Cain. You I know, think, I think we have to. Well, this is where we have to separate religion from government. The, f- the founding principle of this country, yes. the founding principle of this country, the article I referred to earlier, the author makes a specific point mm-hmm. in that the founding principle of this country was not the Constitution. It was the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Abraham Lincoln later said that the Declaration of Independence was the golden apple. The Constitution was the silver frame. Yeah. The frame wasn't made for the apple. The apple was made, or the apple wasn't made for the frame. The frame was made for the apple. The golden apple is the Declaration of Independence. The statement, and this is what liberalism is, the statement that we all are endowed with inalienable rights. Thank you. Yeah. Now, yes, the deists that were in wrote that said that they come from a divine place but they also said they are inalienable and that's yeah. what the core of liberalism is and when Lincoln says right and when Lincoln says that the declaration was the golden apple and the constitution was the frame and the frame was made for the apple not the apple for the frame our constitution is a living thing but our, the birth of our nation had its, had its predicate in the Declaration of Independence. That's yeah. what liberalism is. And Amen. that scared everyone in every authoritarian country in the world at the time that this mm-hmm. fledgling nation would found itself on something called liberalism. Yeah. Individual rights to exist. And that would okay. be lowercase l. Yes. Sure. Yes. And there has been, and in this article they make this point, and this, this is a clear understanding of what's going on here. There has been since the inception of the American experiment a war between the li- liberal ideal of the Declaration of Independence and the authoritarianism that existed then and has ever since been repressed and resurfaced over the years, and it's resurfacing now. There has been a constant battle between what America has founded as liberalism, 
small l, and the authoritarian pressures that exist in the world. They are at odds, and they will, and there will always be at odds. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. <clears throat> Good night, everybody. No, no, no. Um. So uh, I want to get to this other this other Trump clip here in a second, but. Um, something else that I, uh, it, it, this is kind of tangentially related to what you're saying, Joe, but there's this, um, <clears throat> there's this idiot who shows up on the comment sections. This was like before I even got to work, I made this, uh, a comment to him. Um, this guy named Vitus, Trump cultist full on said, you know, this guy in New Zealand, um, mentioned Trump's name once. And all these people, are, all these libtards are saying he was the inspiration for, for the attacks. Well, nobody's saying he's the inspiration. He helped inspire the attacks. He wasn't the sole inspiration, but he was named as an inspiration for the attacks. And, and I, I turned it around on him and I said, well, hey, Vitus, you know, you guys are always saying, claiming divine providence and saying that we're a Christian nation. But the Christian gods, uh, Christian God, I, I, I think I put Jehovah and Jesus aren't mentioned anywhere in the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. But you say this country was inspired by Christianity and is a Christian nation. But this Just guy happened. named Trump in his manifesto, and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, oh, unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. So, uh, but anyway, I, I, I want to play this to show how uh, uh, in touch uh, Fat Donnie is in the White House. Oh, and I, a one-off that Vitus guy too. Uh, oh, I got to read this real quick. Uh, he he he, uh, he got mad at me, and he he said, um, "Oh, where is it? This is hysterical." Um, sorry, I I'm. Uh, trying to find the uh oh yeah yeah here it is here it is this is good um this guy vitus said uh, uh and i posted this comment i won't tell you what my avatar is i changed my name to fat donnie loves hamburgers uh instead of <laughs> superman hates trump and um i put lmao that dipshit vitus just told me i was a fat fuck with the likeness of myself and my avatar fat so and I said, and I, I put, I can't quit laughing. Should we tell him? And because my avatar is a picture of Donald Trump sitting in a red ball cap and a white polo shirt with his hoobies uh, resting oh, on his gut. Oh, oh and I'm like, God. Oh, and those. Oh. I'm, yeah, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, should we tell him? <laughs> <laughs> you just, you, look at you, you fat fuck and your avatar. Um, dude, that's an unedited picture. You're your golden god. <laughs> Can we talk briefly about that? Just re briefly. Re real brief, real brief. I got a three he, minute clip. He needs to wear a t shirt underneath or a tank top or something. Or a bro. That picture was terrible. Yeah. I seriously. It was terrible. I'm not trying to. I I, I don't want to fat shame anybody because I am not a I skinny want to fat woman. Shame Trump. Trump deserves but it for all the things he said about women. He had a a polo shirt. 
That was it. Just a polo shirt. A white, shirt. white polo a cheap, shirt. A cheap ass white polo shirt. Cheap white piquet polo. Like, there were headlights. <laughs> all right, all right. It was so cheap, you could almost see the areolas. <laughs> they were big, like, pepperoni size, too. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> They're like salami, hard salami. <laughs> anyway. It was, it was bad. Just wear, wear a goddamn tank top. All right, here we go. Uh, this this is going to piss you off. Um, Trump, uh, his initial comments, and then he talks about uh, the veto and what's going on at the southern border. Within three minutes, he just basically negates uh, everything he said about New Zealand. Sorrow of our entire nation following the monstrous terror attacks at two mosques. These sacred places of worship were turned into scenes of evil killing. You've all been seeing what went on. It's a horrible, horrible thing. I told the Prime Minister that the United States is with them all the way. Don't believe them. Whatever they need, we will be there. New Zealand has been a great friend and partner for many years. Our relationship has never been better. And what they're going through is absolutely terrible. So our hearts are with them and whatever we can do. We're grateful to be joined today by the Vice President. Thank you very much, Mike, for being here. Members of my cabinet, devoted like public servants, so and angel parents, very important people to me and to a lot of other people. I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Gone through a lot Thanks as we take props. action to restore our national sovereignty and defend this nation from criminal cartels, human traffickers, and drug smugglers. Crime of all kinds coming through our southern border and other places, but this is the place. This is the place we have the biggest problem by far. And I want to also compliment the incredible people at Border Patrol and ICE and law enforcement for the job they've done. They've apprehended so many thousands and thousands of people that if we had the proper protection, we wouldn't even have to apprehend. They wouldn't be coming in. As president, the protection of the nation is my highest duty. Yesterday, Congress passed a dangerous resolution that, if signed into law, would put countless Americans in danger, very grave danger. The Democrat-sponsored resolution would terminate vital border security operations by revoking the national emergency issued last month. It is definitely a national emergency. Rarely have we had such a national emergency. Therefore, to defend the safety and security of all Americans, I will be signing and issuing a formal veto of this reckless resolution. And that's what it was. And I have to, in particular, thank the Republican strong, wonderful people, the Republican senators that were on our side and on the side of border security and on the side of doing what they have to to keep our nation safe. They uh, were very courageous yesterday, and I appreciate that very much. Congress's vote to deny the crisis on the southern border is a vote against reality. It's against reality. It is a tremendous national emergency. It is a tremendous crisis. Last month, more than 76,000 illegal migrants arrived at our border. We're on track for a million illegal aliens to rush our borders. People hate the word invasion, but that's what it is. It's an invasion of drugs and criminals and people. We have no idea who they are, but we capture them because border security is so good. I'm going to pause it right there. Um, We're done. We're done with that. 
I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> because he said, you know, uh, he, he said, oh, we're so sorry, New Zealand. But guess what? We have an invasion of brown people here, too. Yeah. And then he went on to say we need to protect our national sovereign sovereignty. Sovereignty. National sovereignty. Yep. That, that was uh, you know right out of the gates. Oh my God. Yeah. Our president is a white supremacist. Yes. Just a just a you know maybe a monthly reminder. Oh, don't forget he was barking how proud he was to be a nationalist uh, at that rally of what a couple months he ago. He said he was a white nationalist. He said nationalist. He didn't say white nationalist, but uh, well, it was okay. implied. You know what? I also hear dog whistles. Oh yeah, they're they're bullhorns. You know, foghorns, Joe. Yeah, well, this is interesting, but Nancy Pelosi is going to uh, hold a vote on March 26th to override this veto. Good. Now, if you think... I got a little tingle up my leg. Well, if you think that's far-fetched, let's do some math. I don't, but... The Democrats have 200 and... uh, Well, let's put it this way. We have 230. We need 26 Republicans out of 192 to swing over to make two-thirds. I think that's in the House. It's in the House. And in the Senate, we already know that there are 12 Republicans who are against us to begin with. Mm -hmm. We only need eight more senators to cross over. Oh, my God, Joe. I have a tingle up my other leg. I mean, we're not that far away from an override of the veto. Yeah, it isn't that far fetched. Yeah, you're right. I thank you for the numbers. When you you look at 26 out of 192, that's about a quarter of the Republicans. That means 75 percent of the Republicans could vote not to override, and we still can override it in the House. And there were several, like Tillis and Sass, who voted against the resolution. Who might, after seeing 12 of his number, Mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vote against it might feel a little encouraged to say, well, maybe I was on the wrong side of the first vote, and maybe yeah, we and, should override. And, and seriously, Joe, you bring up a very good point, because something I think we've always said, and I've heard from many other punditry, is that when there's one crack in the wall, more people are willing to go through that crack. Yeah, you know I what mean, I'm saying? You know, it, it's just like there's one person, so maybe two people, maybe. I mean, we had 12 Republican senators vote against this. And I'm sure, I, I think that there's a, I think that there's a good chance that we can do, we can, we can override this veto. Well, Again, I don't it, trust, I don't trust it is, Republicans. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Trust not, I'm not saying it is eight o'clock. Obviously. So. But I, but I, but I'm, I uh, don't see it as far-fetched. Yeah. I don't either. It's not science fiction. It could be very well science fact. Um, so anyway, uh, let's go to the break. When we come back, let's get Bob on, and we're going to continue this conversation. I have some Rush Limbaugh audio you folks need to hear. Oh, yay. Yeah. Words, <laughs> words I don't often say, but it's going to happen. And I have another clip from Trump on the veto we'll get to later. Uh, but then that's it. Then we're out of audio. I want to do open phones uh, for... Um, at least 45 minutes tonight. 
So we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll, we'll start uh, after name calling, of course. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get uh, uh, get to break. Get Bobber on the line. We'll be right back with lots more of this weekend edition of Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. I'm a nationalist, okay? And please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! We can do it. We are doing it. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, uh, the weekend edition broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Radio for Humans, and uh, before I had Bobber in here, I just want to tell everybody about a very interesting conversation I had um, on Tuesday after Turn Up the Night, and I talked to the founder of Indie Media Weekly, one and only Kim Williams, and uh, she's going to be joining us on Mike Check Radio tomorrow to, to play some catch-up about what she's been doing and some of the ideas we've talked about going forward and transitioning Indie Media Weekly to radio for humans she's down with the plan and i'm really excited to work with her again so uh so there you go check that out on mic check radio tomorrow night kim williams founder of indie media weekly and of course uh joining us as always on the program mr joe santorsa scranton pennsylvania the electric city you remember kim she was on tim's show all the time oh she was and uh, we used to have a ball with kim yeah and, she's great uh, yeah I'll be looking forward to hearing that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, we're, we're it, she's she's pretty much going to stay away from the politics, and I can't blame her. So, and if you're listening tonight, Kim, hi. So I tried uh, I tried to get finagle her on, but I forgot she worked. Uh, tried to get her on tonight, but I forgot she was working. Um, but we had initially made plans to have her on on Saturday anyway. Uh, but my I'm I've been brain dead, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. because this is the lead up to uh, my least favorite day of the year, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, work has been insane preparing to make sure that everybody has everything they need um, for this Sunday because I'm not there. And that's a good thing. I won't, yeah, I, I, forgot won't, you hate, I forgot you hate St. Patty's Day. Uh, I hate it more than sports. Wow. Yeah, because it happens. I didn't know every, that. Yeah, or sports parades. And last but not least, joining us on the program... Uh, der Braumeister, Mr. Uh, uh, Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello, Bob. There you go. <laughs> Good evening. That that hello, Bob, never ceases to uh, amuse, does it? So, <laughs> it's as funny as hell. It, it really is. Hello, Bob. So. <laughs> Especially because it kind of cuts off quick, too. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, Bobber, uh, what a, what a hell of a fucking week, huh? Yeah, it's you know, it's like, like the last couple of years have been every every weeks a month. Oh my god, this is just this week is just you know, uh started off with Tucker Carlson and that recently unearthed shit of his. Um, not, not like anybody was shocked about it. And then, of course, you know, Trump getting the smackdown uh, on the wall funding. But, you know, should be no problem at all because Mexico will pay for it. Right. 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 Um, and, uh, and and that's something else did, that did we're going to go ahead. Did anyone really believe that? I mean, come on. Did anyone actually believe Mexico was going to pay for it? Uh, I, I'm certain the cult did. Because they were. Some. Yeah, I think the cultists truly believe believed it. The the hardcore ones, you know. I mean, they weren't saying, "Yeah, Mexico will pay for the wall after it's funded by American tax dollars and they pay us back." That wasn't the slogan, <laughs> you know. That's kind of that's kind of that's a lot for them to remember <laughs> and to put yeah. on a sign or a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw a really funny, really funny uh, picture the other day, Joe, and it says, uh, we're going to build a wall. And then it said, who's going to pay for it? And it said Mexico, and it had the XICO blacked out. Who's going to pay for it? <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I think, the, I, I think the hardcore Trump uh, Trumper didn't care. Mm-hmm. It just sounded great, and uh, they want to believe it. Well, yeah, I, I'm raising my hand, Mr. Cotter. Go, go. <laughs> I got to get some I welcome back Cotter drops now, Cotter. don't I? You're going to force uh, my hand, and ma- you're going to force my hand and make me get welcome back Cotter drops, aren't you? <laughs> I might. But <laughs> here's the thing: when when he announced that he was running, and I think it was when he announced he was running that they're rapists. And, you know, the, the Mexicans, they're the rapists. That mm-hmm. was when every freaking racist and white supremacist was like, yep, that's my man. Yeah. I, I believe that at this point. I don't know if I believed it then, but when I see the, the turns that we've taken over the past three, four years, yeah, as soon as he said they're coming over our border. They're raping people. Sure, and also, you know, people of uh, you know certain people of color uh, who who signed up for that, you know, who are betraying you know uh, the 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 plight of many uh, many people of their own ethnicity by by latching onto the bandwagon. You know, Latinos uh, for for him saying that, 
African-Americans for the birther movement and every other racist thing he did against black people with the housing discrimination, Central Park Five, who was African-American and Latino, I think, uh, young men. But yeah, in and women... Find, any, and any, find Nazis on both sides. Yeah, yeah. And any, any you know... Yeah. Well, I'm saying yeah. before he was elected, though. Um, and then any woman who could, you know, in their right mind, who could support, uh, you know, I, I'm not a woman, so I, I can't speak for women. But to me, if he said all those grotesque things about women and treated his ex-wives the way he did and said, you know, uh, the, all the gross things he said on Howard Stern about sexual Vietnam and he doesn't want to be there to take care of the baby and all that other stuff, you know, um, you know, and then proving both of those points with the Stormy Daniels thing as well. Um, you know, it's like if you're not like a, a, um, a sociopathic white male, I don't see what the benefit is for following him. You know, so. Um, but anyway, uh, how about uh, you're married to a sociopathic white male? Yeah, here's the thing. Stockholm I, I, syndrome. I am a woman, and I really have a strong feeling at this point that the women who support him are women who are willing to be subjugated to the men that they're married to, or live with, or their fathers, or whatever. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. Why so many women voted? to get Trump in office mm -hmm. in the first place. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. It's the only thing that makes sense is that they are they are will willful subject subject Su subject. Thank subjugates. you. Thank you guys. I think it's I am it's, a willful I'm a willful person who's Thank you, men, for telling me what I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you have a problem saying subject <laughs> 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 subjugate subjugate right I, because no, that means you aren't one nothing, that means we aren't it, it means it means that there are still a good number of women in this country who do not believe in equality who mm -hmm. do not believe in speaking out for themselves and speaking on behalf of themselves and and that is something that i find problematic because let's go back to this motherfucker who shot up a whole bunch of people in new zealand he is a white nationalist. Yes. And it, the fact that we have so many women in this country who are not willing to speak out against white supremacy, it makes me damn depressed. Especially yeah. white women. Yeah. And yes, I'm calling out my fellow white sisters, especially white women, because white women, we, we, we have privilege. We're the ones who can speak out against this. Mm -hmm. and be heard and we're also the ones that can speak out against this be heard and put ourselves in the line of danger yeah because the line of danger isn't quite as great as it is for women of color yes or lgbtq yes women. yes quite so, honestly yes um but i want to get to this i want to get to this bit of audio um, and it'll come in two parts here because it's, it was two minutes of Rush Limbaugh today that, um, two important points, uh, that not that he's making two important points. What the first, first one is 
someone who is living rent-free non-stop in the Trump cult's pea brains, and that's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or wait until you hear how Limbaugh says it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez called out the NRA after New Zealand shootings. What good are your thoughts and prayers, she said. Yeah, what good are they? It's a tradition when things like this happen that you send thoughts oh, and prayers it's a to tradition. families and so forth. And here she is. What good's that? Yeah, what good is it? Anybody any good? Dana Lash, the spokeswoman for the NRA, responded to the criticism from Ocasio-Cortez. She replied, good grief, to a tweet which accused Ocasio-Cortez of being hypocritical for attacking those who pray after previously putting ash on her forehead for Ash Wednesday. Which she did. So? Now, folks, when a politician politicizes and mocks faith, I think that it speaks volumes about that it's politician. It's not faith. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez attacked faith. No, she didn't. And prayer. No. no she, nope. After people no, of not. faith who were in a house of prayer were brutally murdered. <coughs> All right, and I'm going to pause it there. I think he changes gears after that. Um, no. She mocked. What wow. did what did Rush call it? It's a tradition to do this. It's a tradition. Right. We just say thoughts and prayers, and then we're done with it. And we say it's too soon to talk about politics. Too soon to talk about gun control. Yeah, too soon to talk. Shh. The body's you know what it is? cold. Boom. You know what it is? Yeah. Don't you know politicize it, is. it. It isn't a tradition or anything. It's a way to put it off the table and say, I don't care. Thoughts and prayers. Goodbye. I still love yep. guns. Don't tell yeah. me it's 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 a it's a religious expression because it isn't because none of those people believe in no. religion or pro life or anything else because if they were pro fucking life, they wouldn't ca- they would care about about children. Yeah, they would care about children who were slaughtered by their fucking guns. So don't well, tell me about your religion. And you know what? The only sincere person in this whole conversation was Ocasio Cortez because when she went to the church, she meant it. Yeah, and so, amen. Amen. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the amen for that. Amen. Um, amen. Not only that. I mean, what good are your thoughts and prayers? Uh, because Republicans generally don't have thoughts; they just have emotional reactions. Um, what thoughts do you really have for for Muslims, uh, uh, Trump cultists? Are the ones who you know, uh, and uh, you know, I say the GOP in general, really, or conservatives in general, or Islamophobes in general? What? What true concern do you have for these um, these people who died in these mosques uh, because you were insistent, insistent for uh, the better part of a decade that um, President Obama refer to um, give credence to people like ISIS or Daesh, however you want to refer to them, whatever terrorist organization... Who aligns themselves with as you know extreme you know they're extremists who you know pervert Islam to their worldview. You know he wanted to you know they, they desperately want him to. You need to call the Muslim terror extremist terrorists or whatever the the phrase was. I keep forgetting it because nobody says it. Not even Republicans say it. They just demanded that Obama said it and he refused, and then they forgot all about it. So all for a decade they wanted to dehumanize 
the, um, all Muslims by saying, look, these are Muslim extremist terrorists. They're Muslim extremists. Radical. Radical. Yeah. Radical Muslims, whatever. However they wanted to do it. They wanted, you know, I, you know, I think a lot of people are, were okay with calling them jihadists, uh, you know, uh, jihadist extremists. You know, even though you know there, there's there is some questionable, you know, jihad. Uh, you know, essentially, I think just means change. I'm not sure, but yeah, you know, g- jihad is not a bad word unto its own. Yeah. It's so not. so you know, and it's just like, oh well, you know, that's why people were trying to steer clear of calling ISIS ISIS because that's what they wanted them to be. They wanted themselves to be called that because ISIS means you know, uh, you know, one of the eyes is Islam. You know. And that's why everybody called them Daesh in the in the Middle East, and so calls them Daesh in the Middle East. And that's why people like John Kerry was calling them that, and other you know decent-minded uh, individuals. But so so you you really have thoughts and you really have prayers for these people that you wanted to demonize who have nothing to do with it. Again, yeah. so, you know, it's it's like saying, you know, uh, uh, oh well. The, the Pope is evil, and we need to call, you know, uh, every... We, we need to say, you know, Catholic child rapists. You know? Catholic child rapists. Every time there's a, there's a you know, a scandal with uh, a, a priest who molests a child or, or, you know, or rapes or sexually abuses a child. I didn't see anybody clamoring for that. Catholic child rapists. Nobody said that. Because they didn't want to you smear know, every good Catholic. Today, I can't remember, and Joe, I don't know if you were listening to MSNBC this afternoon, and I can't remember what show it was. Because I, I was in my studio painting. Thank you, Jay Colley. Hold on. Radical Islamic terrorists. That's what they yes, were. Yes, yes, so, seriously. Go ahead. Thank you, Jay You were in your, stu- you were but, in your um, studio. I was in my studio and I was listening to one of the shows and they brought on somebody who was especially, you know, he was, he was a guy, a guy who understands this stuff way better than everybody here in this show. <clears throat> and he basically said that this guy in New Zealand and all of these people who subscribe to this, um, it's, it's not just white nationalism, it's not just white supremacy. He said that they are being radicalized. And he mm-hmm. actually said something that blew me away. I wrote it down in one of my notebooks. He said that they're that they are the white ISIS. Yeah. And I heard that, and it 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 really did it put it like I said. I wrote it down. I was like, holy shit! Somebody actually said this. They mm-hmm. are white ISIS. Yeah, or white Taliban. You know. Uh, at this point, the Taliban looks like the freaking candy. You know the, the ice cream man. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Ken, but yeah. I was I was I was really kind of blown away that he said that the 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 the, the, the rate that these people are becoming radicalized to this idea mm-hmm. of our race is getting destroyed, that White our genocide. genes are getting mixed with people who have other colors in them. Yes, inferior genes. Yeah. He said it was white ISIS, and mm-hmm. I, it was like a gut punch to hear that. And <laughs> I, I heard somebody refer to him as Vanilla ISIS uh, the other day. Oh, um, <laughs> That's a cute one. So, but it did. It, it, it gave me a gut punch. Yeah. 
think well, of, and it, it made me really, really nervous because yeah. you know we here in America think of ISIS or Daesh as something that's way over there in the Middle East. They're all over. We're not looking at white supremacists that way here in yeah. our country. Yeah, you can't call them the American Taliban here. anymore. You need to call them, yeah, white ISIS. Uh, they're I, here in our country. Yeah. It's go, dangerous. Go ahead, Joe. Again, referring to that, that article I was talking about. Um, I haven't been this, able to read it because I'm well, doing it's, so you know, You're going to well, have to take, take an afternoon. It's a long one. But l- let me just say this it, 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 in reference to it. What's happening with white supremacy is, again, a global thing. If you see Brexit... That's what its basis was. Mm-hmm. The basis of Brexit was the watering down of Western civilization by immigrants. Open yes. borders caused by what? The European Union. The European Union has open borders. Naturally, you have to because you have free trade, okay, if you're in the Union. So the objection there or the scare tactic there for Brexit was these Muslims, these non-white Europeans infiltrating our society and taking over. It's a global thing. And who more is exploiting this worldwide than Vladimir Putin, who oh, has yeah. done the same thing in his own country. Oh, with so, his anti-gay, so anti, and and very very nationalist white, you know, and he's fermenting this in other countries, including the United Kingdom, the United mm-hmm. States. They're, they're exporting this white nationalism. A, a this is a world. Trump. You know, the the scary part is, it isn't ISIS. It isn't a white ISIS. What it is is. It's a it's a it's a white backlash to globalization. Yeah, yeah, and and it's I, scary. It I is. I have scary. to read the article. I, and I, is, I do have yeah, to read the and article. That's stuff that I also I, I'm I'm of mixed opinions. Well, and that's stuff that I Alex do have Jones. To read the article. Alex Jones, you know, constantly barking about globalism. You know, right. globalism, globalism, and and, and gee, uh, let me see. Uh, who has heard somebody decry multiculturalism on Fox News? Laura Ingram does that. Laura Ingram's constantly moaning about multiculturalism. Um, who sure. else? Who else? Uh, 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 oh, um, oh, Tucker, that horrible. Tucker. Tu- yeah, Cucker um, and Cucker uh, Tarlson. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, you know, it, and, so, it, and that's the same language that's used by the really extreme people. Out on the fringes like that. I don't remember her name. What was that? Oh man, uh, she's like one of the biggest Islamophobes out there. They don't Janine even have Pirro. her. On, no, they don't even have her on TV no, I, anymore. I know what you, mean. you know who I'm talking I about? You mean. Yes, um, I do. I do. I don't. Yeah, I can't think of her name. It's yeah. good. It, that's a good thing. Ann Coulter is one. Ann Coulter is always crying about globalism and, and multiculturalism. Well, less globalism and more multiculturalism. But the thing about it is, if these people were on the fringe. That'd be one thing. They're no longer on the fringe anymore. That's it. These people are these. Pe- there are people. There. There is no mystery anymore why conservatives in this country have mm-hmm. looked to Vladimir Putin as a hero. Yeah, because he, he has started to infiltrate our democracies in Western Europe and in the United States with the idea that liberalism, the small L, okay, has been bad for you. And only white nationalism or pure nationalism mm-hmm. is the way for you to survive. Well, and you know that selling it, and we're buying it. That Alexander Dugan guy that uh, is an advisor to Putin and was a guest on Alex Jones' show, I think wrote a 
a book or an essay or, or a video series uh, saying Western liberalism must die or something like that. So, gee, why would Ru- somebody in Russia want Western liberalism dead? I, I want to say something before we go to break. I still have more I of that Rush like Limbaugh is... clip I want to get to, but go ahead. Okay. All right. No, no, no. We'll just. Well, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to hold the Rush Limbaugh clip because it's it's the Rush it, Limbaugh thing, and I think it's gonna I think what I'm gonna finish say your is thought. gonna hold true to after the break. When we talk about globalism and we talk about how the right wing talks about globalism, I think it's really incredibly important. And again, Joe, I need to read the article. When when scholars talk about globalism and when the right wing talks about globalism, we need to make sure that what we are talking about or what they are talking about is white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It's it, to me it's really important because there are people who are, who consider themselves conservatism or conservatives or 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 you know republicans who don't get it. They don't get it. No. Uh it's, so it's framing. Yeah. It's uh, framing. A- anyway, so globalism is nothing more than making sure that white european ideology i.e. World War II becomes a thing again. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, but um, but anyway, uh, Pamela Geller, thank you, living on, on Long Island. Um, that That's the name we were searching for, for. Yeah, so what Pamela Geller used to say that got her banned from TV is now in the mainstream media, a.k.a. Fox News. They love to make fun of the mainstream media or call the mainstream media out. Fuck you. You are mainstream media. You have the highest ratings. Eat it. You're the fucking mainstream media. CNN and MSNBC, they're non-mainstream media. You're state-run, you fuckers. So, uh, anyway. Green News Report coming up, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to continue this when we come back, and I do want to do open phones for a while, um, so we'll see if we have any takers. Uh, But we're going to hit the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night uh, and name-calling. Let us know if you have any birthdays, too, right after the Green News Report. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. It's Thursday, March 14, 2019. The report calls for the U.S. government to recognize the fiscal challenges climate change will bring. GAO report warns Trump administration's climate rollbacks will waste billions in taxpayer dollars. All those particles in the air, that's holding a lot of garbage. Experts warn repeal of air pollution standards could increase autism. Climate change is already eroding coastal property values. Plus, we need to demonstrate that we share a common goal of a low carbon future and that we are in action towards it. Is climate activism pushing a shift in the fossil fuel industry? All of those questions and more answered straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. President Trump has called global warming a hoax, and the head of the Environmental Protection Agency is a climate change skeptic. No, he's a climate change denier. Get it straight, Al Jazeera, unless you are Holocaust skeptics. This is your Green News Report. I'm gonna soak up 
Okay, Desi Doyen, over the past few days, it has been reported that the air in Denver, in Denver, the pollution has been worse than it has been in Beijing. Is that true? Yes, that is true. It's luckily only temporary, but do keep that in mind when you hear about this. A group of scientists and public health experts have warned that the Trump administration's rollbacks of air pollution standards could cause an increase in neurological developmental disorders in America's children, like autism, ADHD, memory deficiencies, and lowered intelligence. The experts said that increasing evidence links autism spectrum disorders to prenatal exposure to traffic-related air pollutants. Mm. The Trump administration has proposed reversing Obama-era energy efficiency rules for light bulbs. Of course they have. Yep, and that's even against the wishes of industry manufacturers. The rules had triggered innovation and have already saved U.S. consumers millions of dollars in energy costs. So years ago when Fox News and Republicans were freaking out claiming that Barack Obama was banning light bulbs, and now we've got these way better light bulbs that are are much cheaper than they were initially. Now Trump wants to go back to where we were five years ago? Yes. Of course they do. Meanwhile, the Government Accountability Office, in a new report, said that the Trump administration's rollbacks of a broad range of climate policies threatens to waste taxpayer dollars because the administration is failing to protect the country against the financial risks posed by climate change, and then that would reduce overall federal spending on disasters. Climate change is all already eroding coastal property values. A new analysis by the First Street Foundation calculated that between 2005 and 2017, 17 states saw $16 billion in losses from coastal flooding caused by rising sea levels and stronger storms. That is also bad news for coastal communities because flooding is eroding their property tax base right when they need revenue for repairs and adaptation. But there is some cautiously, potentially good news. Norway sent shockwaves to the oil industry when it announced last week that it is phasing out its investments in oil companies that specialize in exploration. Cool. From its $1 trillion National Sovereign Wealth Fund in order to reduce exposure to volatile oil prices. Very cool. Then last month, one of the world's largest oil companies, Royal Dutch Shell, bought an electric vehicle battery company, a UK electric company, and announced it's partnering with a wind turbine manufacturer. That's cool, too. This week at an energy industry conference in Texas, a top Shell executive said the company is readying itself for a fundamental shift in global energy supplies toward low-carbon sources. And he said Shell aims to become the largest electricity company by the 2030s. And finally, in a speech at that same fossil fuel energy conference in Texas, the CEO of BP, Bob Dudley, warned his colleagues in the oil and gas industry that they risk losing their social license to operate if they don't address what he obliquely called climate issues. There's a rising tide of concern on many fronts about the lack of progress on climate issues. And I would say not just concern, but anger. Dudley explicitly pointed to the global climate strike by teen climate activists around the world that's set for Friday, March 15th, to demand that their governments act aggressively on climate change. Dudley also pointed to the wildly popular Green New Deal resolution in the U.S. House as signs that the world is shifting and the oil industry must evolve with it. We have to move from being pure play oil and gas companies into broader energy businesses. That means engaging more young people who will take to the streets on Friday. 
It means improving the dialogue we have with policymakers around the world, including those behind the Green New Deal. We need to demonstrate that we share a common goal of a low-carbon future and that we are in action towards it. Good. And good luck with that. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Too much, too little, too late to lie again with you. This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Uh, oh, I forgot the honky drop. I'm a nationalist, okay? There we go. Let's remind everybody. Uh, and, of course, welcome back to the program, uh, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Uh, we only burn LED bulbs here in the Electric City. Yeah, you know, uh, what Jagoff wants to fucking go back to <laughs> uh, LED, or uh, what, what, what do you even call those, filament bulbs or whatever? Um, it's, it's it's ridiculous. First of all, you have to replace them every three weeks. I know. I mean, I put LED bulbs everywhere outside in. Yeah, I haven't changed the bulb in three years. Uh, you know what's great about the it, because we we still have comp, compact fluorescent bulbs in the house because we bought a whole bunch when they first came mm-hmm. out, and mm-hmm. we're still using them. But there were certain lamps in the house that I couldn't use them on that like had dimmers or uh, right. or or the fixture wouldn't fit the big you know pigtail looking mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So I had to keep a few you know the old school light bulbs around now with the compact fluorescent ones that are that make them in the same old school standard sizes it's mm-hmm. a thing of the past and there's so uh, who wants to fucking get out the stepladder and change the light bulb in, in and, uh, your high why ceiling would you buy, yeah why would you buy an, an old-fashioned light bulb when the leds are so cheap i know I know they're cheap now. I mean, they used to be like twenty bucks, thirty bucks a bulb. Now you could buy like a uh, there's like half a dozen for like two ninety five. Like, yeah, what it's nothing. Fuck? What's wrong it's with nothing. you? So yeah, it's it's dumb. Uh, uh, I guess I guess that's the only exercise some people get is changing light bulbs. How many how many conservatives take? Does it take to change an LED light bulb? None, because they suck from their for libtards. <laughs> Go ahead, Rain. Well, the reason why is that they're not white enough. Oh, see, there you go. Actually, they're whiter. They're whiter than the old ones. The old ones used to give off kind of a grayish cast. Uh, yeah, but they but they don't have that that nice smell of clean coal coming off of them. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. And of course, Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Der Braumeister, welcome back to the show. You. What? Oh, I just heard ew. Did you did you say thank you? Because all I heard was ew. 
<laughs> no, that was good, Joe. That was really good. That was creepy good. Well, yeah, I know I'm creepy. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, and last but not least, Rain, are you ready uh, to uh, do your girl Friday bit? I am. I yeah. am. Anybody yeah. wants in, get in now. Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from FourFreedomsBlog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the source of energy known to womankind uh, and then all right let's get straight to the biscuits there you go so we have some lovely biscuits tonight we have adam heber we have barber we have Cy guy we have heather we have jay collie we have kenny pick we have ken senior welcome hello back. dad there you go yes. uh um we have Living on Long Island, we have Marnus, we have Now Goodness, we have Michelle in South Florida, we have Moon Mayor, we have myself, Sandy and Derwood, Scoopster in Rhode Island, Theo, Tim Cormel, and Trojan Rabbit. And I gotta tell ya, I got to see Meow the other, last weekend. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, we saw, we saw Meow Goodness and, um... And? Sandy and Durwood? Yeah. Sandy and, well, yes, yeah, Sandy and Durwood, also Sue and Rockville from the Stephanie Miller show. What was um, the event? What was the event? It was just a get together for um, Steph Heads. Nice. It, w- it was, and it, it was like, what, babe? I'm sorry, Bob, I'm trying to be professional. Yeah. It was, it was what, like almost 20 people. Yeah, it's around 20 people. Yeah. Um, nice. Wow. You know, for, for people who listen to the show, I got to meet Kevin in D.C. again. Um, cool. There was P- Fesser Fink. I talked to you about this, Joe. Yeah. Yes, I made him I made him my Twitter friend of the week on the Tim Cormall show last Sunday, just yeah, because so, you mentioned Fesser. That's yeah. It, yes. was, it was really, it was fun. It was a really fun time. And most of all, I got to meet Sandy and Durwood's mom. Very cool. It was Yay. awesome. And she said a... she wants to adopt me too. All so. one thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I know, man. Oh, by the way, were... Trojan Rabbit says one of the few places incandescent light bulbs still work is in Easy Bake Ovens. Ah. <laughs> oh, you know yeah, what? They're not going to work so good with an LED bulb, are they? No. <laughs> Maybe not. I-, I got another place where they're going to work lava lamps. Uh, True. True. So I have to use for my I have a lava lamp that's like from what I think it's from like the 60s or maybe the 70s. I got to use those old refrigerator lights. Yeah. Well, that's fine have because L- those LED things are lava lamps now, you know. I didn't know. <laughs> really? Do they? Do they, Joe? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, the the <laughs> the get together was called Mama Mid Atlantic Mooks Association. Ah, so is that a oh, picture? Okay. Me, all goodness, put up. Is that a, an actual? It photograph? is actually. Yes. And you're at the head of the table. Well, look at that. Right. right. Yeah. Look at me. I'm a hot. You're like damn chairman of the minutes. board. Who's in the <laughs> no. who's the who's the guy I in the blue sweatshirt? I think I I think I see. I think I see Livin in the no, black Livin, shirt. No, no? Livin didn't come down from Long Island. That's a guy. Oh. His name is Yoni Martin. 
I met him at another meetup. Oh, okay. Um, and okay, let's go. Let's go. And there, and to the, the, to the left of me, that's Sand. That's Sandy's mom. Mom. Nice. Okay, and who is that? Sandy next to her. No, I think that's Sandy's husband. I can't. I you know. Oh, this is a drunken picture. Yeah. yeah somebody. You, you, you can see my hand and my green sleeve. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yes. I recognize. Oh, that. that's, that's my hand. Is that who that blur is? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it looks it looks like a really bad painting, <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks was like just... like the Last Supper, but but by Andy Warhol. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's it's, it's the, the next to Last Supper. <laughs> okay, yeah. yes, I remember that one. That was the brunch before. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah it, it was, the, it was the really fun. Are... It was really fun. The last so. brunch. Uh, brunch. Oh, Livin says I couldn't have been there. I was in New York and still am. Uh, so I'm sorry. Well, for some reason, I thought you guys said table. Livin was there. I, for some reason, look I thought at, you said Livin was there. Rain is farther away now. Oh, wow, that's better. Okay, that's way better. So yes. Oh, there's Kevin. I recognize Kevin. Yep, there's Kevin. So I can't remember the woman in the. I, Oh God, God, he looks the really same as he. Night. Kevin looks the same as he did 15 years ago. Jesus Christ! I know. I know. It's true. <sighs> it looks like Sandy and Durwood right next to him. But yes, okay. I think that is. And I'm still sitting next to Sandy's mom, who I love her. Cool. Every time well, I got ready to curse, I was like, I think I'm going to curse, and she just gave me that, that, you know, look. Don't She's you like, fucking do you it. You need to curse, girl. Don't you fucking do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, pitch the phone lines here, everybody. Phone lines are back. What a treat. What an absolute treat. Phone number is one 536 1466 or 330-KEN, the number one goo, G-O-O. Uh, so, yeah, uh We'll stack up calls. We'll keep taking calls. Um, I'll load up a few uh, before the break, and we'll. I, I, I kind of want to continue after the break if we can. We had a lot of interest uh, the other night, so feel free to give us a ring. Uh, 330-536-1466. Um, yeah, so call, talk. Oh, oh, and another, here's a thing. Joe and I were talking about this in the chat room the other day. I think Rain might have chimed in a little bit, but we were talking about... What is your wish list for 2020 campaign ads? So, oh, 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 holy smokes, everybody. I think we need to play a little bit of fanfare right now because uh, guess who's on the line? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only Kenny Pick Sr. back for the attack. Hi, Dad. Hi, son. Hi, Rain. Hi. Hello. uh, Yeah. Just wanted to call and say, yeah, I'm back. I'm getting better. And I wanted to just tell everybody what a great son I have and how he oh. took care of me, even though I was bitchy. And, oh, and I, I really didn't do that put much. Put him through all kinds of worry and, and no. asshole. <laughs> and uh, I, I appreciate everything that you did for me. Well, no, I didn't do that yeah. much. You, uh, you, a lot of credit, I mean, so much credit goes to you for being so damn tough in getting through this, Dad. Um, you know, I did... I did a, a little bit. I, I, I did what I could. I wanted to be there for you when you were, you know, uh, you know, 
during surgery and all that and everything. And I'm glad you came out as strong as you and did. You went and over, over and above. No, no, don't you listen did. to him. You did. <clears throat> I, I, and I, I thank you very much. But, uh, the first couple of weeks there, I mean, it was, it was rough tough. because I just wanted to be out of there and, you know, back on my feet and well instantly. Mm. And it wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, but, you know, and, and you started to put things in perspective too, because I'd say, well, just think about how bad you felt a couple of days ago. Or just think about how bad you felt a yeah. week ago. And, you know, so, and, and it's not an easy surgery you went through, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of, of after aftermath from that, you know, physical, mental, everything. So I, I wasn't about to, you know, let you backslide or, or, you know, uh, get too down about things. So, you know, uh, but I didn't, I did, you know, I, 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 I did some stuff, but I did not go crazy. You know, I, I, I never bought you the beanie baby. Joe advised me against buying you the beanie baby. <laughs> so <laughs> yes and, i also advise any, you against any, making okay, him if laugh. anybody wants if anybody wants my teddy bear i don't need him anymore oh <laughs> oh should we auction off your your teddy bear you can if you want oh well there maybe we'll do that <laughs> uh you might want to explain to him about the, the, teddy bear. the the teddy bear is something they gave him at uh at the hospital uh after surgery and basically, if he had to cough, uh, he he needed to hug it close to his chest to keep his rib cage from basically flying open and have everything come out. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> uh, sorry, I can I no no it just it was to keep your your staples stitches everything from from yeah. popping yeah, basically, right? right his chest from blowing open. Well, there's sure. no, no staple, no stitches. They glue you back together now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they use Bondo. Yes, Yep. Sure. Yep. So. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing though. But no, I'm really glad. I and you, you know, when you called me yesterday, I mean, you know, I I have not been worried about you that much for the past few weeks. But uh, when you called me yesterday, you sound, I mean, you sounded better than ever. And, and, and he, uh, and I'm sure you, you don't mind me telling people, but he was going to sleep a lot earlier than, than normal. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to push him too much, you know, but now your energy levels up, you're up, you know, uh, it, it's almost nine o'clock. You were hitting the sack, you know, laying down around six and now here you are calling the show. Yeah. Yeah, I've been up since uh, six this morning, and I, I had a union meeting this morning at uh, nine o'clock till one o'clock. Look at and that! And I've been up and moving since then. Damn! All right, oh, union meeting. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah. So take, take that, you okay. millennials. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and let <laughs> let other people call in, but All I'm, right. I'm doing good and and I'm here now. Well, I love you. It's so, it's so good to hear you. It really is. It's well, so it makes me really happy. Yeah, and and it was yeah. your was your space still warm? Because Joe said he was keeping it warm for you, or you're gone. I yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yep. <laughs> you should have slipped yeah. right in there. There you go. And I got to uh, tell you that the smoking cravings, for some reason, come back. It's killing me. I was doing good up until about a week ago. Oh no! Uh, no! No! No, you're doing fine. You don't 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 even think about oh, that. Oh yeah, put I it out of your mind. It's just they're there. 
in the background. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Just to you know, have some of them snacks I bought you a while ago. I'm sure you got a few things. Yeah. So, yep. but well, I love you dearly, Dad, and uh, it's great I to have you, you back in the chat. And we'll, uh, I'll give you a call uh, tomorrow or Sunday. Okay. All right. All I right. love you, and I'll talk to you later. All, All right. right. Bye, bye, Dad. Bye, bye. All right. right. Oh. Look at that. Oh, God. First He's call so of the night. I'm gonna cry again. That was good timing too. And of course, we we do have another caller on the line. Um, and three zero one area code. I'm sorry, I don't have this number saved. Who is this? Where are you calling from? I can. It's Sandy. It's great to hear your dad talk. Hi, Sandy. Sandy, thanks for calling. Yeah, it wasn't it. Thank you for for holding while he was uh he was chatting there. How are you tonight? I am great. Um, it was last weekend, last Saturday night was fantastic to have my mom out with um, everyone. She loved Rain and Bob. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, we're so lovable. <laughs> well, everybody's parents. Everybody's parents. My mom. My mom and my mom and dad have met. Uh, uh, Rain and Bob as well. Everybody, everybody's parents need to meet Rain and Bob. <laughs> yeah, Sandy, your mom really. She was. I just. I loved her. I loved her. Um, I. The first time I cursed in front of her, I apologized and I got <laughs> that look, that little side eye look, and I realized, oh, we're good. <laughs> she was cursing up and down the storm tonight about <laughs> as she calls him dump and everything he had to say and not say and stuff about what happened in New Zealand because um, for their 45th wedding anniversary my parents went to Fiji, New Zealand and oh, wow. um, Australia see that was and a good 45 they absolutely loved it so, it's a good 45 yes so, uh, did I did did I see you leave a message earlier that she was listening on the phone, or was that somebody else's mom? She was listening to the. Yes, she was listening to the show. Well, you well, tell her I'm so like sorry. That. I swore so goddamn much. <laughs> <laughs> As she was swearing too. Oh, oh, okay. All right, never mind. Love you, mom. I tell you, I tell you what, Kenny. As we know, our party's on the twenty second of June. Mm-hmm. I think Sandy might be bringing her mom, and I'm hoping you guys are you y'all are still coming into town. Uh, it she, is it is the plan thus far. She so. is I, seriously, Sandy. I I just oh, we'll have to see what the weather's like. Whether she will venture out or not, she doesn't do too much outside in the summertime because of uh, the heat and the effects it has on her. Oh we yeah, conditioning. But yeah, it was really, really great to see and meet. I met a lot of people who I've, you know, been friends with on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, Yeah, the guy in the black shirt that people were asking about, that's Professor Frank. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's okay. I get, uh, for some reason, I get Fester Frank and Livin's names, their their usernames mixed up. So that's probably what I meant. So... Uh, but yeah, so cool. Fesser, he was here a couple weeks ago, right? 
Yes. Yes. Fester, so. Fester comes into the chat room every now and then. Yeah. And, um, yes, I am sitting next to Kevin at that point in time. I was talking to Megan's husband when Meow took the pictures. Cool. cool. We didn't get a picture of Meow. No, oh, we didn't. Do better next time. Well, is he naked? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming what it... at those meetings. Say at those oh, meetings. okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, pretty blown away by the fact that uh, Meow drove in from it was West Virginia, right? Yes. So that was like a two-hour drive. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool. So, um, but yeah, so uh, uh, anything else on your mind, Sandy? Uh, you want to talk about, uh, we got a couple minutes left. Anything you want to talk about from the news this week or anything? <laughs> um, I'm going to keep it non-political. Okay, that's you missed cool. You birthday. You missed oh, a birthday. I missed a birthday. Well, <laughs> very good. I'm sorry. I'm so birthday. sorry. My nephew turned... Um, 28 today. 28. Happy birthday. My oldest nephew. His name is Matt. All right, Matt. Here's your birthday banner because it's appropriate for family members to say banner. This is your <laughs> birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey. Hey. Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. 28 years young. Holy smokes. I remember 28. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. He's my oldest uh, nephew. Well, very cool. Yeah, that's about the same age I, as my I won't my, give you the ages of the nieces anymore since they're all in their 30s now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my my nephew, my nephew William, that uh, Bob and Rain met. He, I think he's about twenty eight or thirty somewhere around there. So, um, but Sandy, so oh, go ahead. I said he seems so young. I know, I know. So, but he's a he's a veteran. He's a veteran. So, uh, but anyway, Sandy, we we did get another call in. So, but everybody else, please hold your okay. calls until after the break. But Sandy, thanks for calling. And your mom, it looks adorable. Sounds adorable. Uh, I'd love to be able to meet her someday, too. Hopefully in, in June. All right. Very cool. Yes. Uh, tell, her, her, tell her her secret admirer will be there. Oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, Sandy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Sandy. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. So, I, should I have not said secret admirer? All right, 269 area I think, code. I think Sandy's mom might like that. I, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to be You're a little kidding. Hearing. 269 she area code. Who is this? Who she is this? reminded me of my uh, Uma. We got to get to this other call. 269 area okay, code. I'm who sorry. is this? Where are you calling from? This is Heather again, and I probably oh. shouldn't have called, but I did anyway. Oh, it's okay, Hi, Heather. Heather. Uh, well, unless Hi. you, do you want to call back after the break and give you a little bit more time? Sure. I'll yeah, just, let's too. just do that. Just call back after the break, and and I'll I'll get you in. So just wait till you hear my all voice. Right. Wait till you hear my vo voice and call right away. So all right, uh, all right. we'll talk to you yeah. in a couple minutes. Looking so. forward to Heather. Yeah, Heather. Heather. I'm trying That's to. Uh, girl. I was trying. Heather I was trying to set it to because they're cousins. 
identical cousins, <laughs> and you'll find they walk alike, they talk alike. Oh, <laughs> Patty Duke, right? Yes, Patty Duke yes. Aston. Patty Duke and Patty Duke. <laughs> Sean a- Sean Aston's mother, wife of uh, John Aston from the Adams family. There you go. So. Uh, but anyway, all right, let's go ahead and run to the break. Uh, that was very cool. Thank you, uh, Dad. Thank you, Sandy, for calling. And thank you, Heather. But we'll talk, uh, Heather will call back after the break. We'll take more calls if anybody wants to call. Please do. Oh, and Meow Goodness says he wasn't naked then, but he is now. So very good. Uh, we'll be right back, ladies and germs, right after this. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Mm-hmm. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Okay. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. I'm smart! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! You can do it. We can do it. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program every friday for the final two hours of this fine program mr bobber from for freedom's blog washington dc der braumeister welcome back sir thank you and why not one more time Hello, Bob. <laughs> and, <laughs> and rain from for freedom's blog washington dc uh the beltway bureau the bubble party central this june <laughs> party yes this june we were just i was just talking to susan on break about it because i was like what are we gonna do we're gonna drive we're gonna fly so we're gonna figure it out um you guys figure it out um private message me because yeah we'll talk a little bit about it after the show too huh oh you talking to other people to private message you about the party yes yes everybody who is listening to the show private message me or bob because i will say this the house is already filled up it's fine i'm sure it'll be okay um but um and also uh joe santorsa scranton pennsylvania the electric city welcome back to you as well sir 
Hello, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also on the line, if anybody else wants to call, the number to call is 330-536-1466. I believe we have Heather back on the line with us. Heather, is that you? It is. All right. Well, what is on your mind tonight, my sister? Why does he want that ball so badly? Uh, ego, his ego. It's 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 less. It's more. Uh, uh, if he could just draw a shitty crayon picture of a wall and it would make his his cultist happy, then that's all we would need. It's just about his ego. It's about that escalator ride. It's about what he said about you know Mexican rapists. It's about oh and the wall just got ten feet taller and who's gonna pay for it? Mexico. And he, he knows that his base doesn't care about how it gets paid for. Um, it, you know, and God knows, again, we had the discussion earlier, if anybody truly believed whether or not he meant that or not. I personally believe most of his base is dumb enough to think that they uh, he actually, they, that they thought he would actually go down there with like, uh, like the world's biggest briefcase filled with trillions of dollars of pesos. Um, you know, and, and, you know, come back in a limousine and then he would poop out a magical wall. I really believe they're that <laughs> dumb to believe it, you know, that he would build it himself because he knew how he'd put on a hard hat over his uh, existing orange hard hat made yeah. of Aquanet and, and candy, candy, uh, cotton candy. And, um, <laughs> Aquanet and cotton Why? candy, that might be bulletproof. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have to pick that hill to die on? Nobody wants it. Um, well, bigots want it, he, and he's a bigot, he and he found he a common. Die. He found a common ground with people who have zero to do with him. He's a trust fund kid. He wouldn't fucking piss on any of his supporters to put him out if they were on fire. He wouldn't give him the time of day, but. Mm-hmm. He wants their love. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but this was uh, this is something I talked about years ago, three years ago. He was at some kind of event before the election, and there was this guy in the crowd, and this was just to me summed up what the average Trump cultist is. Is he this guy had a business card? He's like, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, take my card. I have some really good ideas. And Trump just looked at him, gave him side eye, and just started moving down the line, signing other MAGA hats or whatever. You know, totally just fucking turned his nose up at this guy giving him a business card. You know, his little, um, what's that business card place that everybody sends off to? Uh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember the Vista name Print, of it. Vista Print, or something like that. Vista um, Print. Yeah, Vista that's, yeah. That sounds. Yeah, cool. handing him his Vista Print yeah. business card. I had some of those. I gave up on it. Um, and, <laughs> and 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 he just he looks at him. You know, he just he's like, oh, keep this psycho away from me. I don't want to have anything to do with his little white trash ideas. And you know, and that's what it is. It, you know. I, I, these, these, the Trump cult, they love, they unconditionally love this reality TV star who was a joke since the eighties unconditionally. And again, he would never give any of them the time of day. The only reason he cares about them now is because it's the only capital he has left in his life. And that's popularity. 
and the popularity is waning and the only way to maintain that popularity is the same core bigoted idea that he announced that he said he would do promises made promises kept that's the only reason it's there because to pad his ego oh my god and then his remark yesterday about i got cops behind me i got bikers behind me and we're gonna Mm -hmm. go run over the democrats and the people that hate us Yes. Yeah, they 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 act they they're tough. They I, act tough, but once they're pushed, yeah, once they're pushed so far, then things could get ugly. Basically, is what he said. He said they're tough. They tried not to play it tough, but if you push them so far, they'll get tough. And he did that interview with Breitbart. And I don't know if you guys know this, he deleted the tweet or retweet with that Breitbart article, that interview. He deleted a tweet. And does this violate his uh, the presidential or record keeping or something by deleting no. a tweet? Actually, can I answer? It yeah. doesn't because there there is a Twitter account out there called Real Press Secretary Bot, who takes in every one of his tweets and says, "I'm going to record it because this is a presidential tweet." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going into the presidential records. You yeah. can't delete that shit. Well, he did. Oh, another thing is after he got criticized take, for it. Go ahead. People take screenshots of that stuff too. Oh yeah. So yes, it yes, is. It, it's not gone. Oh and yeah. I mean, I don't understand the, how somebody's so stupid to think that the internet isn't forever at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I think he's so stupid and his people around him like Stephen Miller and whoever I don't even know who whoever the oh god are they all that stupid to realize that every single thing that is tweeted out from real Donald Trump or the presidential account that goes into the archives mhm yeah period and isn't biker isn't bikers for Trump more like hovering scooterers for Trump? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a picture that and I about died laughing. It- <laughs> oh, and I remember I had called quite some time before and I told you that there was a favorite anchor that worked at a news station in my area and she was retiring. Well, I thought she was retiring in May, but no, it was this month. Um, and it was today, I watched it, I, I said, I can't believe I actually sat there and cried. Just a couple tears, but it was, oh my God, an icon left. She lived and worked in the area for like 40 years, so, oh my God, I just, and I tweeted out a little picture and all kinds of weird stuff, but, you know, that was my thing for her at that Mm. moment, but. It just, oh my, it's like, ugh, it's never going to be the same, but, you yeah. know. <sighs> oh. Yeah, but you know you know what, when it comes to local local reporters, I think we all have our favorites, and it's sad when they, dis- when they decide to hang it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there was a, 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 a radio host uh, from... I think maybe your neck of the woods uh, that passed away recently, Joe, maybe around, well, not quite your neck of the woods, maybe Lehigh Valley, somewhere around there. Uh, somebody that would named. Be a little ba- south of me. Bear Man, I think, or. Mm. 
Um, I don't know um, him. Anyway, but yeah. I know if my, if my weatherman ever leaves, I'm going to be crushed. Ah, I'm sorry about that. Um, rain, rain, rain knows my weatherman. I, oh I yeah, know I know your weatherman. weatherman. He's, you know he, what, Joe? That guy's crazy. Um, one of our local weathermen ended up on John Oliver about a week or two ago. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yes. yeah, but I bet you your lo- local neverman never shoveled the back the backyard with his teeth. No, 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 no. no <laughs> that's true. Not like you know, he did the downward did do- the downward dog of snow shoveling. Damn, shovel with his teeth. Yes, I am always for men on their hands and knees. Uh, oh, yeah. What? Hello, I'm a feminist. I want you to know we have a local orphanage here in Scranton, uh, St. Joseph's. They take care of. I love uh, your little laughter, Heather. <clears throat> they have homeless Me mothers too. and and their babies. And our our weatherman does a bikeathon every year for them. He goes like from D.C. to Maine and back. Well, that's good. So yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, I, I totally. I've seen the video, I, but I totally miss what Sandy said in the chat too. Uh, when I said my hover around scooters for Trump, uh, she said she said bikers for dump is like twenty old farts. They attended the women's march, so I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but they were asking this reporter. Um, the, they shot it a few days ago, but they were asking her what was she going to try to. See day um involved in within the community and i think she said something like the ronald mcdonald house so that's really good and she said she's going to volunteer she's going to take some art classes but yet it's just so sad to see her leave because it's like that's something everybody knows it's somebody everybody's watched you had them in your living rooms off and on you know it's just but yeah, I I watched something this morning. They were her entrance into the door to just kind of say surprise and whatnot. I cried then too, and I I I wasn't going to, but you know. But yeah, that was that was kind of weird. So I I think icon, that there is. I'm sorry, Heather. Go ahead. The icon is has left the building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, if you if you'll allow me a moment because I think uh, yeah. that what Heather is getting at quickly cuz we, we got one about, we got one one other caller on the line but yeah, okay, go ahead finish your thought really and then we'll quick. give we'll give Heather a minute to wrap up. What Joe is talking about is his local his local weather person and Heather is t- talking about her local news person. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we recognize our local newscasters oh yeah i live in dc but you all live everywhere else this we is gotta, we gotta cool. really kind of give them some props oh yeah because they're the ones they're the ones who are gonna they're the ones who help us to get this shit straight Mm-hmm. yeah Understood. Uh, and our uh, uh, one of our uh, weathermen who retired several years ago, Dick Goddard from the Woolly Bear Festival. Um, <laughs> Dick Goddard uh, was a great guy. He actually used to, uh, 
uh, be an advocate. He was kind of like the the um, uh, Bob Barker of Cleveland, where he'd advocate getting pets spayed and neutered and stuff like that. Oh. And mm-hmm. and he also would go down to the. Um, uh, I, I used to work at a grocery store next to um, Edgewater Park in Lakewood, which is you know right on Lake Erie. And he'd come in all the time, and he'd go buy big bags of bird seed, like twenty pound bags of bird seed, and go throw it out for the birds and stuff like that. So, uh, cool guy. And he also hosted the Woolly Bear Festival. Um, so, but uh, yeah, Heather, uh, give it, give us your uh, uh, final thought on this before we get to our our last caller of the evening. Um, another thing that I really liked about this lady that is the reporter that was leaving is. She always fought for the truth, and I'm so proud she did that, and I'm so glad I grew up watching her. Very cool. So I will let you go, and have a great night. All right, Heather. We love you, sister. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Heather. All right. uh, There she goes. Uh, Last call of the evening, Mr. Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio. How exciting is that, Adam, that we're going to have uh, Kim Williams, the founder of Indie Media Weekly, tomorrow to talk about some fun new ideas, bringing her back into the fold. New radio show, Who Dis? Hi, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's nice to, it's nice to have, her, have her back. Uh, but I also wanted to say it is great to know that Kenny Pick is back, Kenny Pick Sr. is back among us because, you know... I, I know I've never met him, you know, but I really do look up to him and respect him. And it's just, we're behind, we love you, Ken Sr. We're behind you 110%. Uh, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that uh, more than you know, uh, Adam. So I appreciate that. Uh, and, and it is great to have dad back, uh, you know, and it, you know, it's, and it, it, it really hasn't been that long. We're barely, barely a quarter of the way through the year, and Dad has rebounded from a mass, you know, a major surgery, and he's hanging out in the chat room and calling us tonight. How about that? That is, that is a, a more so many amens tonight. Amen. So, oh, hold on. Amen. What am I thinking? We need the uh, upgraded uh, amen right now uh, for yeah. that. So, uh, here we go. Where are we here? Uh, yes, here we go. Uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> and uh, and also, don't mess around with God's America. Hello, Bob. I don't know. I don't know why I just tacked it on the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, let me keep you on for this story real quick. Uh, I, I want to talk about this. Uh, th- this is kind of a funny thing. Um, and, uh, uh, we're going to start this segment with this audio clip. My name is Larry (laughs) Klain. That's right. My name is Larry Klain. And this is a story from media, from Mediaite. Judicial Watch founder calls on Kellyanne Conway to dump her pathetic, hateful slob husband from Parde's Cella. (laughs) Uh, uh, you, stole, you stole my my parting shot. Oh, I'm so sorry, Joe. I'm so sorry. I didn't That's know. Okay, go with it. All right, all right. Judicial Watch founder Larry Clayman. My name is Larry Clayman. Hey. 
called on White House advisor Kellyanne Conway to drop her husband George Conway for being a pathetic, hateful slob Thursday afternoon. Time for Kellyanne to dump her so-called husband. He is a pathetic, hateful slob, tweeted Clayman, sharing a link to a report that Conway's husband had called Trump a pathological liar. Clayman also tagged the president. Uh, as well as a few other television and radio personalities in his tweet, including Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, uh, uh, Mark Levin. <laughs> Mark, Mark Levin? This is how damn nuts a place has become. I, I'm to the point now where I don't even need to play Mark Levin clips. I can just go, cut five, go. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, Conway's husband slam, uh, slamming her boss is nothing new. An outspoken Washington attorney, he often criticizes Trump for being mentally unstable, lying, irrational, and self-defeating. Whether in, whether or not impeachment is in order, a serious inquiry needs to be made about this man's condition of mind, the attorney tweeted Wednesday. Um, now, I just want to remind people of... My name is Larry Klain. Larry Clayman values family so much that he sued his elderly mother mm-hmm. for hospital bills. <laughs> Apparently, he, he he helped pay for his grandmother's hospital bills, and he sued his mommy, his elderly mother, to reimburse him. That shows how much this guy re- really cares about family. Yeah, he, he had a lot of... <clears throat> I hope he represents Kellyanne because looking over his resume, he's not too successful. <laughs> oh my God, he's <laughs> he has not uh, prevailed in many of his lawsuits. My name is Larry Klein. Hey! <laughs> yeah, he 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 once sued uh, Rachel Maddow for defamation. Um. Uh, oh, I think I rem- he he won that-, that one, but didn't win, right? Uh, <laughs> I think he. I think he. Uh, it was dismissed. It says here, uh, it, which was dismissed with the judge heavily criticizing Clayman, and uh, the so his, weird. Clayman's 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 uh, client was ordered to pay <laughs> Rachel Meadows legal fees. <laughs> oh, so it, oh! It cost. Wow. It cost. Clayman's client $25,000 for his defamation suit. Oh, man. Well, and you know, he's representing Jerome Corsi, Adam, who is a noted noted truth teller, Adam. Uh, Of course. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I will say, if there's one good thing thing about this chapter in American history is that uh, the Trump administration, the psychophants, are going to do to the Republican Party what the KT impacted to the dinosaurs. Wow. I'll give that an amen as well. Amen! Amen! If you recall, by the way, Clayman also sued uh, the alleged founder of the alleged Ground Zero mask that didn't exist. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah. got thrown out of that uh, one, too. As I recall... Right. Oh, you, oh, you got to get going, Adam? Yeah, mom's waiting for me. I fear getting me. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to being on uh, Mike Check Radio tomorrow. I might be. I'm probably going to be on for all three hours tomorrow. And of course, Kim Williams will be joining us. We're going to get her to talk about Game of Thrones a little bit. 
Because she's a yeah. she's a GOT head as well. Can I please get a fish uh, you can't have a fish sandwich. Oh, well, I, I got to go, Kenny. I'm sorry. All right. Have all the fish sandwiches you want, brother. Talk to you tomorrow. So, all right. He's gone. <laughs> all right. What's this about fish sandwiches again? Uh, My name is Larry Clayman. No, Larry Clayman, the fish sandwich. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hi, Bob. What? I'm just saying hi. Hello. Uh, Hello. Well, you didn't. You didn't uh, say it. You didn't say it right. <laughs> you didn't say it right. First of all, Rain. Hello, Bob. No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that tonight when we go to bed. Oh, oh no! Oh my God! <laughs> No, no, Nikki had nice dreams. Oh no, sure. don't oh. No, sir, I don't like it. Good night, Bob. Hello, no, sir, I don't like it. Good night, Bob. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Bob will say this after uh, you say it. I'm very much looking forward to the moment when that stops. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and run to the break. Thankfully, we got things in a little bit uh, higher spirits here. Uh, I, I got a little bit more audio I want to go through when we come back. Um, but uh, in the interim, I want to play this song. We haven't played this in a while. Lost City by Macaroni coming up. Uh, I think it's, 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 yeah, I don't know. It, it's almost like the, the, it's almost like Macaroni's ballad. I love this song, Lost City. Um, and uh, for lack of a better term, could, I, I suppose maybe I don't know. Shit, I got to get him back on the show sometime. I was just I got to play you. a lot of catch up with a lot of people. This is why Kenny Pick needs a producer. Volunteers, please apply. Uh, I was the just pay, really gonna ask you about that. Can we get him back on the show? We the talked pay, about getting yeah. Jody back on, and so many people. Yeah, so many people need to come back to the show. So, um, it, it's just. The amount of time I have, <laughs> you know, know, and uh, and whatnot, but uh, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you for calling in, Heather, Adam, appreciate that, of course, uh, uh, Sandy, and last but most certainly not least, Kenny Pick, senior dad, I appreciate you calling, and Joe, thanks for yes. keeping his space warm in the chat room for him. So, my pleasure, all right, so let's go ahead and hit the break. Lost City by Macaroni coming up when we come back. Uh, a little more, a little bit of wrap up here. And uh, sorry, no Mad Libs, but we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about some fun stuff when we come back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com. Lost City, Macaroni, uh, we started from the bottom and we still on the bottom, you asking about troubles, hell yeah we got them, living in a land that has been forgotten, when the natives get restless the police drop them, dried up, no place to go shopping, even if you had cabbage where would you go cop it? Just stop it, there is no profit For them to invest a block from some project Change the topic, there ain't no point For them to talk about the problems in Detroit Be more in Chicago, you know what I mean 
Let us not forget about New Orleans Welcome to the land of the unseen I thought in America that we have one dream Pursuit of happiness is what they preach But in a lost city that's out of reach We live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City We started in the ghetto and we still in the ghetto With so many scars we are tougher than metal Tougher than leather if we all get together From my hood to me barrio Wherever we wanna go Voice to the voiceless A choice for the choiceless I drive a bucket This ain't Rolls Royce shit Unemployment, undereducation Can't even find a job at the gas station No patience, they get no immunity To corporations killing my community and Lost City where it feel like the apocalypse We need to stand up and let's put a stop to this In the land of the unseen I thought in America that we have one dream Pursuit of happiness is what they preach But in a lost city that's out of reach We live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City we live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show and I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. 
This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Holy shit, that's a stink bug on Sean Hannity. I'm looking at it right now. That's a stink bug. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. I'm watching the video. <laughs> oh, it's almost going towards his mouth. <laughs> You're excited. How could you not notice that? That is a stink bug. That is totally a stink bug. I thought it was too. Yeah. What are you What are you watching? Uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, let me back it up here. Welcome back to the show, uh, Joe Santos of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, I, I forgot. I screwed it up too because I'm supposed to say thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington D.C. Thank uh, twice and thank you, Cleveland. Um, but yeah. So. So, um, uh, Rain posted uh, uh, talking to somebody. I don't even know what the conversation was. But I cannot believe I missed this hashtag that never existed. Hashtag Hannity bug. What the F was that bug? The, han- the, the hashtag so, did not exist. I have been seeing it all over Twitter tonight. So I, and evidently it was out there last night. So I, I, I highlighted hashtag Hannity bug and did a goo goo church. I went, you know, you, you know how you do that. <laughs> You just highlight something, and then you, Don't you know... Don't do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. And then I found it on... Uh, the video on PerezHilton.com. Not like I like that weirdo or anything. Because um, uh, Perez Hilton's been kind of a nasty asshole towards a lot of people. Uh, and I watched this video, and lo and behold, there is this <laughs> fucking giant bug, and I maximize my window on it, and it looks like a stink bug walking around his collar... There it is, going down towards the tie, and it's like, nope, don't want to go there. I'm going to climb up his little waddle. Oh, my God. And then he, <laughs> and he keeps moving his head around, and you see more of the bug. <laughs> that was a stink bug. So I could, I can understand why stink bugs would be at Fox. I'm sure there's none, none on the news deck with Shep Smith, though. So I just noticed it a couple of minutes ago. I was like, what the what? The what? What? But yeah, here, here, He's Joe. I'll, I'll post the I'll post the video. Watch watch the video. Put it, maximize it on your screen to watch the bug crawl around his <laughs> neck, Joe. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Um. So, uh. But anyway, welcome back, everybody. Uh. And thank you to all our callers tonight. That was that was very special. Um. But I have had this Rush Limbaugh clip on pause for about an hour. And <laughs> it's, no, it's not your no. fault. But I want I want to get to the. That's all right. I'm a little wheezy too. I'm like, 
Um, I'm still I'm still fighting the congestion because yesterday was so nice and warm, and Susan and I are like, oh, we can breathe now. Look, and then the weather changes, and we're like, <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, so Rush Limbaugh, the tail end of his clip. Originally, he was trashing uh, uh, AOC for saying, you know, screw your thoughts and prayers. What are they going to do? But then, and there might be a little bit more of him talking about that, but then he goes into the next thing uh, about the the right-wing Trump-loving butcher in New Zealand, and he floats his own conspiracy theory here, folks. Which, which to me is just immature, childish, short-sighted, heartless. Oh, brought to you by EIB Networks. <laughs> Rush, he just described his own show there. Talent on loan from Glob. And so she takes here a horrific attack in New Zealand to try to demonize the NRA, which isn't even in New Zealand. The shooter's objective here was to divide. I mean, there's another here thing that happens here this when these it. events happen. You have uh, all kinds of speculation that erupts, and there is an ongoing theory. Mr. Snurdly, correct me if I'm wrong about this. There's an ongoing theory that the shooter himself may, in fact, be a leftist who writes the manifesto and then goes out and performs the deed purposely to smear his political enemies, knowing he's... Gonna really? gonna get shot in the process, and and you I, you know you just can't you can't immediately discount this. The left is this yeah, insane; yeah, they are this could. crazy. Yeah. And then if that's exactly what the guy's trying to do, then he's hit a home run because right there on Fox News, the shooter is an admitted white nationalist who hates immigrants. All right. Well, you know what? There's also a theory floating around out there. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Snurt, Snurdly. Further, hold hold on one second. I need to I need to con- I need to con- con- consult with uh, um, Jeff Snurdly about this. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeff Snurdly, uh, there's a conspiracy theory going around out there. I- I- am I right? Yeah, there's a couple of them out there. Oh, yeah. So all right. Oh, the robot voice is on. Oh, hold on a second. Jeff. Yep, there's a couple conspiracy theories out there. Back to you, you dirty hippie. Uh, and the one conspiracy theory is, and there's a lot of credence behind this, by uh, credence, when I say credence, I mean um, somebody, who's, somebody who's heard one Credence Clearwater Revival song and thinks they know everything about John Fogarty, uh, has made several posts on the internet that this act of violence could have been perpetrated by a green monkey from Neptune. But really? that's all—that's also not true. Oh. So monkeys on Neptune aren't green. See, I know that. Are you sure about that? Because really? they're, they're I think. You, okay. God damn it. I think uh, there are purple and green ones. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know about that. Ah, uh, there have been reports. Some say. Uh, but yeah, so so basically, what Rush Limbaugh said there. It's it's possible. You can't rule it out. Well. You can't all you also you can't roll out that Vince Foster was killed on Mars by you know a cyber assassin hired by Hillary Clinton at a pizza joint that had sexual servitude with children in the basement that didn't have a basement. Thank you. Um. So yeah, so when I heard that, I was like, "Are you really okay? This is this is where we go now." 
So uh, what did I keep seeing all, all day long? All day long, I kept seeing... He was a liberal. He said something about the environment, so he's a dirty liberal. But wait a minute. There are... Uh, okay. It, it, what was his the main... The, the key points of this guy's manifesto? He... Okay. Uh, uh, all right, let me back... Let me back it up. His main point was to make sure that white people were the most majority people in the world. Let me well, back let me this up. Let me back this up a little bit. If his main, if the main point of his manifesto was that he was an environmentalist and he was concerned about the environment, why on earth would you go into a mosque in New Zealand and kill Muslims, innocent Muslims? Are I? Here you go. Because um, I don't think that was his main point. Exactly. Let's put it this way. Go ahead, Joe. This is what made. Let me read what what uh, Rain went to bed after I posted it. <laughs> this portion. Portions of the ghastly attack of downtown mosque were broadcast on live and social media by a man who police confirmed had also released a manifesto railing against Muslims and immigrants. Yes. The 74-page document states that he was following the example of notorious right-wing extremists, including Dylan Roof, mm -hmm. who murdered the black churchgoers in Charleston, South Carolina in 2015. The manifesto littered with conspiracy theories about white birth rates and white genocide is the latest sign that a lethal vision of white nationalism has spread internationally. Its title... The Great Replacement echoes the rallying cry of, among others, the torch-bearing protesters who marched in Charlottesville. Jews will not replace us. Well, gee, Rush, I get your theory, but then there's this. His theory... Then is, there's this. Is a then smear. there's the fact. Doesn't... There's like what you made up out of whole cloth, and then there is the facts on the table. Which is the guy left 75 pages of white supremacist nonsense. Okay? Dylan Roof was not a leftist. Okay? The, not the at all. The in, in, in Charlottesville were not leftists, although there were some good people. You know, and, and Joe, if you don't mind if I interject real quick, I was talking, uh, like, I think on Tuesday afternoon I was on Discuss. And now I'll play the, the clip. You will never find the more wretched <laughs> hive of scum and villainy. And I was talking to this jackass who was saying, oh, liberals are all violent extremists, blah, blah, blah. You always, you know, every mass shooting. No, it's such a lie. It's such a lie. And I made a remark about, oh, just like all the fine Nazis uh, that Trump supported at the Unite the Right rally where they killed an innocent liberal woman. And this guy went off on a tangent saying, those Nazis had permits and those Antifa people were just there to start trouble and they didn't have a permit and they knew they were asking for trouble and that poor Nazi was scared for his life so he mowed down a whole crowd of people with his car. They, I mean, Yes, those they, liberals made him put his foot down on the gas pedal. He was scared. He was scared. So he, um, how was he scared? He was in his car. Nobody was near his car when he hit the accelerator. The only time people were near his car was when he plowed into them. 
But yeah, I mean, it, you know, so so the defense of these butchers is is long storied with the Trump cult, Joe. Even though it's 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 you know, the, the some of the biggest incidents are in very recent history, and and people forget too the Vegas uh, terrorist who, who killed all those people at the mm-hmm. country concert. That guy said he loved what Trump was doing. Mm-hmm. People forget about that. The the sheriff uh, who presided over the, the, the investigation or headed the investigate presided isn't the right that's not a not a court case, but you know, he, he uh, led the investigation. He said, Yeah, he wasn't real um, uh, uh, political, but he said he loved what Trump was doing. I don't think we know enough about that mofo. Well, he didn't mention any other politician's name. Again, no. if it's and if it's good enough for people to say, you know, we're, we're a Christian nation when Jesus is never mentioned in the Declaration of Independ- Independence or the Constitution, if it's good enough for them to say, oh, we're a Christian nation because, you know, um, X plus J equals R, you know... Um, then it's good enough for me to say if the, if if the only po- politician you know who was named by this guy is Donald Trump, then mm-hmm. it played into it. That's How good about enough the for me. Life in Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. Oh, that, that guy was figured by immigration hatred. Yeah, that was. Im- he didn't think Trump was going far it. enough. He hoped Trump had, would go further, but the problem is the problem is here is that. Trump, who refused to denounce Nazis and and David Duke and everything else, you know, they're like, well, how can he be racist because his son-in-law is Jewish and now his daughter's Jewish and his grandchild's Jewish or whatever? Well, the the problem is he won't come out and stand up like a man and say, you know, he can he can go on stage and say bullshit at CPAC about things that people say about him, but he can't say. Look, you pieces of shit. I don't want to have a goddamn thing to do with you because I have Jews in my family. Has he ever said that? Here's something. I'd I'd like to jump in on this because I earlier in the show, I talked about how, you know, if we're liberals, we, we should maybe think about not always using religion to defend our liberalness. Right. Yeah. I'll never Um, do that. when, When, when we talk about Ivanka and Jared being like, oh, they're Jewish. You know what? There's bad Jewish people, and there's bad Muslims, and there's bad Christians. Oh, absolutely. There's Harvey Weinstein. Bad people, let's not use their religion or our religion or whatever. I don't even know if I'm putting this in the right perspective. Well, but it, it, I don't know. I really don't believe that Ivanka and Jared are are really kind of well i'm not i'm I'm not about take it a step back because i don't want to i don't want to blaspheme how they believe but the idea of saying oh they're jewish so therefore we should believe them i don't think that we should do that i don't know i think we should believe them if they say if if they say that if somebody says they are of a certain religious faith i will take them at their word for it but I'm I will criticize. I will criticize them at every turn if they do something that is antithetical to their religion. Because the reason I will do that is because Obama 
who behaved very much like a Christian, said he was a Christian, was trashed by, you remember, uh, what was, uh, what was it? Um, um, who was Jeremy? Uh, uh, no, who was the, that fucking asshole, uh, son of, it was, it's not Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, one of those, one of those juniors of the eighties, um, Franklin Graham, Franklin Graham. Thank you, Joe. Franklin Graham went on to, to, to question, uh, Obama's faith and said, nope, nope. He's a dirty Muslim. He's a dirty Muslim. Um, so I'm never going to do that. If you say you are, you know, X, Y, or Z, I'll judge you on what I know about the faith and call you out. Like, I don't know. And divisions of the faith too. divisions of the faith. Like, okay, well, evangelicals back Trump. So what do you think about his multiple marriages? What do you think about him <laughs> fucking porn stars? What do you think about his sexual Vietnam? What do you think about, um, you know, uh, his the Playboy cover? Oh, remember the Playboy cover that they all posed in front of? All the evangelicals posed in front of? Oh, yeah. oh s- such good Christians. You know, I that's mean, where I'll judge everything them. that I've been understanding the past couple of months is that Jared and Ivanka, they're not even observing the Sabbath. Uh, well, you know, I don't honest to God, I don't pay enough attention to them about it. I, how people practice their faith personally, I think is none of our business. But how they if they claim is, they if they claim if they claim they are of a certain faith and then publicly go against it with policy or actions or things like that that's a different matter not how that's they worship what I'm getting at. i don't care how they I mean, worship that's what i'm getting at because you know i mean not everybody can go to church every stinking day not everybody can golf every day but trump damn well tries <laughs> uh but anyway we're we're, we're getting off uh off uh script here i know uh, and you know we didn't even have a I'm script shut up because i feel like bob hasn't had a chance to talk well, well I, I, it's fine you know you guys are having a good conversation and i'm not going to jump in if i don't have something good to add to it well uh, let's get your take on this though bobber i mean <laughs> you know i mean you've witnessed just like the rest of us have you know a pie uh, you people who pretend to be pious but then in public just wave their ass around. And they got a dingleberry just swinging in the wind. <laughs> dingleberry. Wow, that's quite the visual. It is. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the, the, the Republican Party is pretty much, that's their brand. Although they, they try to hide their, their, you know, their bad behavior, but it always comes out. And, well, that it's okay because they're, you know, they're forgiven and, you know. But to, to kind of go with what something Rain said earlier, and we, she and I had actually talked about this during one of the breaks, that, um, you know, to, if, to be what I understand as being a, uh, what the, the Christian faith, and, or what Jesus, and et cetera, et cetera, all that mm-hmm. stuff, 
you know what what he espoused was is what being liberal is all about. So, if you're a Christian, you should be liberal. But if you're liberal, you don't have to be Christian. It's 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 a one way. It's kind of a one way street like that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but if you're, you know, if you're Republican and you do the things Republicans do, they, you're only a you're self identifying as Christian, but you really aren't. Yeah. Uh, from the chat amen. room. T- amen. Uh, I will give you. I'll give you the boogity amen. Actually, if I can get my, where the hell my mouse go? There's my mouse or my not my mouse, but my. In cursor. Jesus' name, boogity boogity boogity, amen. Hello, Bob. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, but from the chat room, Tim Carmel uh, says uh, Franklin Graham makes my skin crawl. Heather says Franklin Graham's an asshole. Um, although yeah. assholes are useful, Franklin Graham is not. A lot, a lot of all those those big Dane evangelists, you know they they just rake in the money. They live, you know, they they live high in the hog, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's just not what their religion is supposed to. Oh be yeah, about. yeah, they pack yeah, the Franklin. pews, pack the pews with morons, and and line their pockets with gold. And and judge other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really interesting because Franklin Graham and Jerry Falwell Jr. are the sons of their parents who built yeah. those religious dynasties. Trust fund, trust fund uh, uh, heretics. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. a good way to put it. Bob Bob tells me that one of the famous things to watch on Hollywood Boulevard was to see Billy Graham and his wife and his big ass red Cadillac zooming up and down Hollywood Boulevard having a good time <laughs> with his parishioners' money. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, he, he said it was a joke in Hollywood. I mean, the, the guy just made, made he, he, you know, was making millions of dollars on his his fake Christianity, and oh, he was in all the White Houses and all. He was. So revered and he's lays in state yeah, bullshit yeah bullshit you know i think the only the, the the most honest um uh evangelical now out there is probably jim baker because he's selling those buckets <laughs> full of diarrhea and calling them food yes, yes. i'm jim yes. baker jim baker buy my diarrhea buckets they'll get you through the holocaust <laughs> They'll get you through the end times by my... Oh, look at this big bucket full of mashed tartars. Not mashed potatoes, but mashed tartars. They're not quite potatoes. Are you selling, like, what What? what are those 10-gallon buckets? Like, you buy spackle. You buy spackle in these buckets. And he's selling buckets full of, like, something. chicken gruel. Chicken gruel in a 10-pound bucket. Or <laughs> 10-gallon bucket. Yeah, so so you're right, Joe. At least you get something from Jim Baker when you sure. go on and you hear Rick Wiles. Rick Wiles from True News. I'm sorry, True News. Go on there. The guy who who saw a, a fly land on Obama's forehead on a hot summer day. He's like, oh, it's a Luciferian Illuminati. You know? Uh, <laughs> oh, God almighty. I hate these people so much. What a fun! This is so much more fun than Mad Libs talking about evangelicals. Everybody, huh. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> that's the uh, thing. I'd rather talk about fake evangelicals than real Christians. To be, to be very honest with you, 
you don't need to talk about real Christians because real Christians do good things. And, you know, they they don't want to be. Well, no, I'll, I'll take that back. It 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 is it sh- it would be a good thing to talk about real people, no matter their religious stripe or political stripe or whatever, just doing good things for their community or those who are in need. Yes, actually, I'm glad that you said that because I actually, and I've said this before on this show, I have friends who are evangelicals, and they are really good people. They're really good people. They believe that you know gay people should have the same rights as everybody else. Are they evangelicals, though? Yeah. Yes, they are. Really? Yes. Yes. All right. I'm talking about Bob. I'm talking about Stephanie. I have friends named Bob and Stephanie. They're atheists. No, Stephanie and her (laughs) husband is, you know, is... No, I do. I have... Okay. It's... Okay, it's one. No, I'm, I'm serious. Bob and but, Stephanie Ignizio. Uh, I'm friends no, it's, with her. Her husband is Dan. But Oh, okay. But when I said Bob, I was asking Bob because oh. Bob has met Stephanie. Gotcha. Bob has met her. And, well, um, I've never I, met somebody who identifies as an evangelical who ever seemed like a decent person. So I'm glad you have, and I'll keep an eye out for him. No, I, I don't know if there's a lot of them out there in this world, but I mean, she's somebody who believes that you know all people should be equal, and she is she is an evangelical. She she is. I'm really? not here to like lift up all religions. Yeah, yeah, you guys all know me well enough to know this, but I don't like fake evangelicals. I don't like fake Catholics. I don't like fake Baptists. I don't like fake. I don't like fake religion. No, I, don't. I, I I don't either. I don't either. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, because of my ignorance of people like your friend, I think it, it, it's it's a striking thing that maybe the fake evangelicals have taken over that mantle because that's what I've always, it's always struck me that evangelicals are people who are there to evangelize, evangelize. And um, yeah, yeah, uh, no, I uh, understand that kind of uh spray mentioned her on this show before yeah okay well now i don't don't want to get i don't want to get into the weeds on the semantics of uh uh, different uh things so but maybe you've opened my eyes to to not well maybe i'll just go back to saying fundies um you know fundamentalists who are are phonies uh but anyway we got to wrap up the show it's it's 10 o'clock so, uh, Rain, do you want to uh, follow up and, and give us your uh, parting shot? Um, I really don't have a parting shot, except that you always hurts. have a parting shot. Do you just want a minute? Do you want me to give uh, Bobber a parting shot and then no, you go? No, no, I've I, I've got this. I want you to give All Bobber right. more time. My heart hurts for the people in New Zealand, and my heart hurts for everybody who's trying to fight white supremacy around the globe. That's my parting shot. All right, Bobber, what do you got on the way out of the program, my friend? I'm I'm as upset as 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 the shooting is in New Zealand. I think even worse. Well, not well, I hate to say worse, but equally as, as bad is the things our president. God, that didn't nearly choke saying that. Um, I know Trump. What Trump has been in his posi- position. <laughs> 
has said about um, you know to, to, to foment all this to to stoke the fires of white supremacy you know that because some of them are very fine people you know and um, it's it's just it's criminal I think I mean it, this is the sort of thing that that more even more so than even the the, the economic crimes he's committed. This is what really should disqualify oh, yeah. him from from continuing to to stay in office. More, you can always make more money. You can't uh, make you know make back a life. Yeah, you know. So, very well put, uh, Bobber. Amen. Amen. For that. Amen. All right, Mister Santorsa. I'm so sorry. I stole stole your story about it. what was that guy's name again? My name is Larry Clayman. Yeah, I stole <laughs> I stole that. <laughs> Larry, um, give me my fifty thousand dollars, mom. Claiming. Yeah, you should sue me for for uh, picking that story before you did. You know I am, and you know who my attorney is, don't you? Um, I think I know the guy's name. I'm not sure. What was it again? My name is Larry Claiming. That's it. Yay! Yay! Don't, don't even bother getting a defense attorney because I'll end up paying you. I can't. I can't. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I'll tell you what. Let's settle like, right now. You just up. you you you're gonna sue me, right? And I'm I think we'll, you. what we should do is just settle out of court right now. You just give me five thousand dollars, and we'll call it good. Uh, I'll write you a check. Okay, sounds good. Call. Sounds good. <laughs> yes. um, uh, just well, cut out, just cut out a little piece from Larry Clayman's rubber sheet that he uh, uses in his mom's basement, <laughs> and write the check yeah. on that, just so we make sure it bounces. <laughs> it's, it'll bounce <laughs> off the rubber sheet. Sure. Well, uh, no, I'm saying cut it out of the rubber sheet. Cut the check out of the yeah. rubber sheet. There you and go. Then, yeah, and then it'll definitely bounce. Definitely. Uh, just use a sharpie on it. You don't want to use a, you know. Indelible ink, it you know. Larry Clayman is not the lawyer you want <laughs> in a defamation suit. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it will cost you a fortune. <laughs> but um, anyway, three quick things. Uh, Bernie Sanders had stitches today. Six. Walked into a shower door. Um, millionaires and billionaires <laughs> hit him in the head. <laughs> and the shower doors. And the shower doors. Hurt me again. Oh, so, so Bernie yeah, walked into a shower door? The headline said uh, he gets a clean bill of health after running with the glass shower door. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> yeah. it looks like the shower door won. <laughs> yeah. Well, the that... shower door got a real clean bill of health. <laughs> wow. That, this, is, this is a good case for having soap scum on your shower door, folks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or I frosted don't know. glass. With... Frosted glass. Uh, uh, you I know. Don't... I mean, was this like a crystal clear shower door? So you know, I, it must have been in a hotel or no. a friend's house because he's he's campaigning in South Carolina. So I don't know if he's in a hotel or staying at a friend's house or something like that. But uh, walked into a shower door. Uh, millionaires and billionaires hit me with the door in Brooklyn. All right, what's your next All thing? Right. What's okay. your next thing, Joe? So uh, rain. I got to be honest with you. I I had to go. Take a little tinkle. Who are we talking about? Bernie Sanders. Running with a shower door. Okay, I'm zipping it up. All right. okay. <laughs> well, I hope you did that uh, after your tinkle, 45. too. Bernie, you got to open that door before you step out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, the Arrested <laughs> Development. The new season starts today. 
Yeah. Is Tambor in right. it? Uh, you know, my wife asked me that, and I can't find it. Mm. I don't know. She says, you think Jeff Tambor is going to be in it? I said, uh, I don't know. He He's... committed a little light treason there. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> not just that, but a little, uh, yeah. I mean, the from the, yeah, there's a yeah. reason why trans me too problems. There, there's yeah, a, re- a reason why uh, Transparent doesn't have a, se- new, a season four or whatever it is. Uh, right. So I'm guessing no. So I when you say transparent, are we talking about the Bernie shower issue? What? Oh no, no gosh. the show. <laughs> Rain just pulled Wait. out a little funny there. So, um, well. <laughs> First rim shot of the night. So Okay. And thirdly I <laughs> Although that's exactly what it sounded when Bernie hit the shower door too. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay, well okay. I, I could confirm that Jeff Tambor is in it. I just saw a clip. So Ooh. anyway. Uh, maybe he's in, in one. I don't well, know. I heard I heard there were a lot of supporters for him to return to the show. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. That's it. And uh, I just saw him on a clip, so I guess he's there. And thirdly and quickly, I did yesterday see Captain Marvel. And Marvel comic uh, uh, aficionados will like it. I saw it. We we did a review of it on Mike Jack Radio uh, with spoilers last week. Susan loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Miles loved it. Michelle loved it. Adam loved it. And I think Kat was there in the chat room, and she said she loved it, too. Um, I'm not sure if Livin saw it, but I think he might have. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of folks have seen it. A lot of folks have loved it. And you know what? Incels and men's rights activists. Oh, y- your boycott, your boycott. I, I understand you actually, you know, not working. there's nothing wrong with your boycott. I understand. It, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. How often you know, do you get to use that clip that close together twice? And, and you know, th- that clip is about the incels, the never nudes. <laughs> the never nudes, yeah. Right? That's true, yes. exactly, yeah, yeah. So, so, and it's about them, actually. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you will like it. I, You know, I'm not a big Marvel Comics fan, but the, mm-hmm. the film was well done. She is one badass, let me tell you. Yeah. Crosser. Uh, and it's a great buddy. You, you're you're it, gonna you're gonna take a punch. It's a great kind of like twist on a buddy cop movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh. the music is really the music is really fun. It, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Albeit the soundtrack is a lot of '90s stuff. A lot of the '90s music I don't necessarily like, but the incidental soundtrack for the movie is really fun. Lots of really good chase music and stuff like that. There's a bunch of little Easter eggs for Pulp Fiction in there, too. What? At least two or three Easter eggs for Pulp Fiction in there, too. Yeah. Uh-oh. And and a lot of 1990s cars. Yes. Well, yeah, definitely. Some, some I'm always are... amazed at how Hollywood could turn out these exact era cars you know like well like there are companies who, there's companies who specialize in this they buy the cars new off the lot and they're like one of these days we're going to rent this to a movie and they Actually, do we can talk about that some other time there are yeah. companies that just go around the area yeah where the movies are being filmed looking for cars like that just sitting in the back that that too that too it's kind of like you know this is something you might want to talk to to bob mr weatherwax about this uh uh, Joe, and see if oh, he yeah. knows anything about that. 
Yeah, he he said there's actually yeah uh, there was a number of places studios where it hold hundreds of cars like that. In fact, one of the places wow. is I believe the the old Ponderosa Ranch uh, site. Oh yeah, you know the uh, barns. Yeah, yeah. You know the barns at the Ponderosa that you saw in the Ponderosa Ranch mm-hmm. during the filming of that. Those barns are actually contain old cars. Wow. Yeah, that's what's in those barns. Very cool. Still today. But All right. Anyway, that, Anything that, else? Anyway, so? go see Captain Marvel, or Marvel. 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 Captain Marvel works. Yes, and uh, and sh- she is badass. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Brie Larson, awesome. Uh, yes, awesome, so. awesome, awesome. Yeah. Loved her in uh, in uh, uh, United States of Terra as well. Very cool stuff. And actually, she was good in Kong Skull Island as well with Samuel L. Jackson. So uh, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, Bob, Rain, Joe, great show tonight. Thanks to all our callers for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, excellent stuff. Uh, in harrowing circumstances, this is, I think, probably the best show we could have pulled out. Um, and uh, we'll see everybody on Tuesday. Don't forget to check out Mike Check Radio tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Avengers Endgame trailer, the new one that features Captain Marvel. And uh, we're going to have Kim Williams, founder of indie media weekly and we're going to talk about some new ideas that she and i discussed on tuesday and um you know look to towards the future of radio for humans so excited it's coming it's coming yay have a great night everybody and hey trump good night happy friday yes and hey trump fuck you that's it over and out Rock and roll, God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I'm a nationalist, okay? America, fuck yeah. Hey, Trump, fuck you.